Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, this is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. He said, there's nothing like your smile, sort of subtle and perfect and real. He said, you never knew how wonderful that smile could make someone feel. Is this really singing? Just talking. He knew. So singing, though. Whenever you get bored, you scribble stars on the cuffs of your jeans. He noticed I love Adam that you still fill out the <laughs> quizzes that they put in those teen magazines. It's like a bunch of haikus. <laughs> but he kept it all inside his head. What he saw, he laughed unsaid. And though he wanted to, he couldn't talk to you. He couldn't find a way. enough for you, Bo. Welcome to March, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to March 1st. This is actually from uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Thought I hit the post and everything. Thank you. Cool when you Got smelly cat vibes. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. So I woke up to a very specific part of the song. <laughs> that we haven't hit yet? Yeah, we haven't oh, hit it. Oh, okay. <laughs> we haven't hit it yet. We have to play the whole song? <laughs> We're two minutes in. Do uh, You guys love Dear Evan Hansen, right? Uh, I don't even know what that is. Here, here's what I know about Dear Evan Hansen. It's a movie that you like or a play that you like. That's all I know. It's a Broadway show uh, then made into a movie, and I do like them both. I've seen the Broadway show and the film. When was <laughs> it made? The film came out, I think, I feel like it was during COVID, so maybe like 2020, 2020. Oh, okay, yeah. so it's recent. Yeah, it's recent. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, um, the Broadway show probably hit... Wait, have we hit the part yet? <laughs> no. no. Hold on, no. hold on. It's coming, I think. It has to be coming. It's almost over. Not yet. <laughs> it must be the very end. Oh, yeah, it's right here. It's, oh. it's coming up. Just seem so far away. That was it? Nope. Oh, that was so much better. <laughs> okay, here it is. This is what I woke up to, right? This exact thing right here. Shocked that she woke up to that part. Yeah, right. Is this because of the live read yesterday when you looked at Bo and just said, I love you? <laughs> That's got to be why. And we all laughed about it oh, for five minutes after. Oh my gosh, Bernie has solved my brain puzzle. That's got to be why. So basically, now, whatever you say or I say in the live read, 
at 9.45. That'll be what you sing. Your song will be about the next day? Y'all, Bertie's right. So for the, the, those who you maybe didn't hear this yesterday afternoon... <laughs> Bo and I were talking about Empower Home Team and Kristen Bernard. We do this every day. But like midway through the conversation, I just looked at Bo and said, I love you. <laughs> this is completely out of context. I love you. <laughs> and you should have said it like that, though. I love you. Well, <laughs> I it love was, you. And, and my response was, uh, I said the phone number right after that. Yeah. Call. Yeah. <laughs> he just like Bo blew, blew right by it. He blew right past it. Didn't acknowledge it at all. So I think Bertie has solved. My wife is listening to the show. <laughs> There have actually been, and Zoki knows this because he's been with me for a long time, there have been some moments over the years where that happened in other places, not when somebody said, I love you. Oh, I was about to say, other people Somebody said something that sounded really emotional or poignant, and I just kind of went, all news talk. (laughs) (laughs) I think think that's the Al Gardner sort of staying with me because Al Al was famous for that. Like if there was any part of the show where there was a a pause, uh, he would fill it with, on Newstalk 1110 WBT. Oh, uh, and I don't so do it just funny. like that, but I, there's a tendency with me to kind of, all right, moving on to the next thing. <laughs> well, I think the tendency, you know, I, I've shared with you guys, and we've all kind of taken on this thing. Now, when you think something nice, you should just say it. And apparently now it's just stream of consciousness <laughs> for me. Because I think you did something. It was some kind of weird transition that I thought that was brilliant. I, and I'm sure that that's what was going on in my brain that I had said, you know, she's magical. And you said something like, yes, and the magic is. And then I was like, oh, man, I love you. And I probably just thought it and just said it and then didn't even realize it and then we literally in the rest of the commercial break laughed until we were crying. Well, she went like this, good job, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're like, good job, dude. Like, well done. <laughs> but you said once we were, were done with the commercial, and it's true with this show especially, um, you said, I wish people could hear the conversations that, that, that follow some of the things you hear on the air. Yes. You know, genuine reactions. Because uh, a lot of times a genuine reaction <laughs> for me is look over at you and go, where did that come from? And what was that that just came out of your mouth? We had another one that happened yesterday. David Chadwick came in the room, and I was trying to be so lovely, friendly, because his his moment of hope that happens every day at 535, the one that happened yesterday, I thought was so poignant. And he was like, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> and I was trying to repeat it to him, and <laughs> I literally could not say the words. And Jim was standing right behind him, crying. He was laughing so I've never. St- I mean, we all stumble, but she couldn't spit out like basic words so but she began with david your moment of hope today it just touched me so deeply it was the greatest thing it meant so much to my life it changed it what was it he, she goes cloud boy boo blue <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen you just like shut down and he's not exaggerating that's exactly what happened it was like i forgot how to speak i was like well life <laughs> Well, and David, I mean, look, I da- about that. David cool. is the friendliest, most uh, yes. genuine, you know, heartwarming guy. And, and David's response was kind of like, well, thank you, Beth. Well, he uh, felt, I think he felt so bad because he was <laughs> watching me struggle. But then he just spat it out, whatever it was, like the phrase. He just said it like in five seconds. And we were all like, yes, that one. <laughs> That was it. Yes, that was it. And there were so those were the two moments yesterday that I, I was watching from the side. That <laughs> she was trying to form words. I, I also love the that. fact. I love the fact that David Chadwick. He said. He said uh, your moment of hope today was so great. He goes. I don't know what was it. <laughs> well, you know, he does them. I know collectively. It's just it's, it's because he records them. But and the best just, part was she was like it was like she was so touched and just like poignant about it that she couldn't think of one word. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, I, I know exactly why why he couldn't uh, remember. But to hear David kind of, oh, what was it? <laughs> yeah. I know that just the whole thing. So there were these there were these moments that I wish that we had little cameras on so that people could watch what was going on in the commercial breaks because there were times yesterday where we were all crying, laughing over just the absurdity of of, of life. Happens about forty times a show in here. It's so true. Newstalk 1110 WBT off and running for uh, the first day of March. we got lots of things to talk about today. And one of the things that I, I, I got to... I haven't talked to Zoki about this yet, but why is Tom Brady at the NFL Combine? Like, And I don't mean there as like just an analyst. Like Tom Brady is running... He, he ran his... What was it the, 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 the 40-yard 40. dash? That's all I saw, though, was that they put his... Yeah, they put the how yeah. they, two different ones at once. So hang I on. That. We'll explain coming up because I have many questions. Um, it's kind of like Dan Aykroyd, why, why is he at We Are the World? <laughs> why is Tom Brady at the combine? <laughs> <laughs> Just for the vibes. That's that's exactly right. Like, what is what is Dan Aykroyd doing here? At We Are the World. <laughs> Traffic check right now. Here's Boomer Von Cannon. Just hanging. That's yeah. Just hanging out. Yeah, hanging because, up with the boys. Because he can. That's right. That's right. Because I can. As Tony Marino once said, welcome to March. <laughs> rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Hashtag Friday vibes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what we needed. Here's Hashtag- a photo of me in front of Mike Schaefer's door. <laughs> uh, uh, Tony Marino. He's somewhere in Florida <laughs> in the weeds. Yeah. Glad to have everybody with us today. So you found you found the example we were talking about during the, uh, the during the Kristen Bernard ad yesterday. I did. You want to hear? It? Yeah, let's hear okay, that. Okay, here you go. It is heating up out there. He said on the real estate market, and uh, you need somebody who's going to go to work for you, so you can sit back and cool off. Right. Love you. Eight four four eight six zero sold or online. Beth. Empowerhasthebuyers.com. I just I just rolled right into you. <laughs> no emotion. It, it almost sounds like we re- we rehearsed it that way. <laughs> You say this, and then I'm going to say this. <laughs> but what's Wait, so play, bizarre? Play, play that again. Hold on. It's, 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 the way you said it, I had forgotten. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it is heating up out there, he said, on the real estate market, and uh, you need somebody who's going to go to work for you so you can sit back and cool Love. off. Right? Love you. 844-860-SOLD or online, Beth. <laughs> but, but now that I listen to it, it sounds like, Love you, little guy. <laughs> You're doing the best you can. <laughs> You're so cute the way you try to do a show over there. We're just stoically giving the phone number. I love you. Number <laughs> <Have it laughs> <all> four. <laughs> so, so, so a few things here. So, so that sounds different than it did in my head when we were talking about it. And the other funny thing is, is we were all like, when did that happen yesterday? And Beth and I, oh, 9.35. No, it might have been 8.45. And then Bernie like, and I was like, uh, 732. He's like, guys, I have a 732. <laughs> we don't remember. Which was the least of our questions because the bigger question was, why did it happen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're at the point now where you know, we don't ask why because there's really no good answer. Right. It's just, uh, it is what it is. There is no good answer, but I'm glad that that lives forever. <laughs> but, in, but in my head, when, when he's, I love you. It was more like, I love you. <laughs> Uh, It's like you said it's like one of the royal guards, like a British British castle where they can't move or talk. He's like, I'm doing my job. (laughs) Can't stray from my job. (laughs) This is the second day in a row that by the midway point of our second segment, because yesterday it was your dad, the Waniac. I'm like, I'm sweating because I'm laughing so much over here. I've started wearing extra deodorant um, and an antiperspirant to this job. I bought like an eight pack. (laughs) 
you just have get, a stroke. Just have a tape under your arm. <laughs> Welcome to Sharing Friday. <laughs> Oversharing Friday. It's just, to your point, because we start sweating. We start not all of us. I mean, does That's everyone sweat right. when we laugh? I'm crying right now. It's hot yoga. <laughs> It's like hot yoga. That is. It, 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 it burns calories, guys. Oh, so, man. What was this segment going to yeah, be about? Yeah, so uh, oh, well, 40-yard dash. I did have plans. Yes, I did. 40-yard um, dash. Uh, in fact, whenever I talk about something like this, uh, I, I just come back to this, Jim. What do you do with a drunken sailor? What do you do or lie in the morning with a Tom Brady who's done playing football and is not yet ready to take over the broadcasting spot? He's got spare time on his hands. So here's the thing yesterday. First of all, why is Tom... Now, Tom Brady, I can understand him being at the Combine to sort of kind of get in the swing of things with the broadcasting career, but Tom Brady is actually running the 40-yard dash at the Combine. Now, Tom Brady yesterday made a bunch of headlines because, I don't know, maybe just on a whim, he goes out there and, and at age 46, tries to see if he can replicate... The uh, the forty yard dash that he ran right out of college all those years ago when he was what twenty two I guess yeah and he beat it <laughs> he it beat his number now how how is that possible nutrition <laughs> technology is it just, advancements in human behavior is it veganism because isn't he vegan it's or something or vegetarian or? I don't know if he's he might be I don't know he might be actually, he has a very new age diet yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he's got like, his own uh, nutrition. Company or whatever, right? Av- avocado oh. ice cream and the stuff TB, like that. whatever the TB12 is. I, I tried to make avocado ice cream one time with like that doesn't even sound good. Raw cocoa. That's your problem. You tried to make avocado ice cream. It tasted like feet. It was <laughs> well, yeah, but I it's good it, for you. I did it wrong. <laughs> I just absolutely did it wrong. Apparently, tasted like that's like the day Beth said after the, the colonoscopy stuff. What does it taste like? Burnt hair. <laughs> it's like where oh, do you come up? That with is these familiar. Things? Yes, because because if you smell burnt hair, it's almost as if you can taste it. You know. Uh, yeah. Same with feet. You smell some stinky feet. You're like, I kind of know what that would taste like. An onion and ketchup <laughs> right at the tip of my tongue. <laughs> so Brady, uh, he ran what did he run? A, fi- a 5-2-8. Oh, 5 2 eight. Yeah, sorry. Before he was selected in the sixth round by the Patriots uh, back in the day. So he ran a 5 run a five two eight. It is kind of a bad number, it's right? It's really bad. I think <laughs> like in high school, we had to run sub-5. I can't believe so I still hold the greatest the, player in NFL I history. still hold the record for the kindergarten 50-yard dash. <laughs> My my elementary school, and I think I ran it in a five. <laughs> I think you probably five. did. <laughs> <laughs> so a five two eight back uh, when he was straight out of college, and then this week he ran a five eighteen and a five twelve. At forty six, that's actually pretty impressive because I feel like if I tried to sprint a forty, I mean I'd have to really stretch for a long time because I'm pretty positive I would pull a hamstring if I just you know out of the gate. Probably just snap another Achilles. Yes, just snap it. Having done that once before, in my case, <laughs> it would it, it would require uh, I think a lot of maybe I don't know and maybe his maybe because he eats avocado ice cream maybe he's like super lubricated or something but I I can't even imagine trying to 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 sprint. Right out of the gate right mm. now. He posted yesterday on uh, Twitter, 24 years later, redemption is spelled T-O-M. <laughs> All right. Maybe this is why Giselle left him. He was just in the backyard practicing his 40 and stuff. She's like, give it up. <laughs> With his own stopwatch hanging around his like, neck. Like the old high school hero. Like, give up your high school heroism. Grow up. Oh Well, it's impressive, though. I mean, the man is is definitely, if you look at him... He doesn't look. I mean, we're basically the same age. I'm a year older than Tom Brady. He looks younger than I am. He looks well. He is younger than I am. But were he you looks... censored just now? <laughs> I feel like the whole thing just dropped. 
He looks young. He, I mean, his. He he's in insane health. He's he's really picked on picked up something. Yeah, we make fun of him. He's going to live to be two hundred years old. Yeah, he's going to get the last laugh literally because we'll all be gone. And he'll probably still be <laughs> running a five second forty. Well, and apparently <laughs> apparently he's uh, he's the real deal when it comes to uh, this this broadcasting position. And I've I've not heard him do a whole game yet. I don't think anybody has. But he he's had a few moments where people said, "Okay, Greg Olson is good. We give him that." And Greg Olson probably will be the lead analyst on on one of the networks by the time this all shakes out. But apparently. Brady is pretty darn good, which which is almost not fair. <laughs> right. Well, and here I, I feel sheepish because I've been the person that's been saying, like, oh, he's going to be kind of boring. Does he have a personality? And apparently he's out of the gate fantastic. And so, you know what? Mm-hmm. I will tell I, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I have to hear him first. I haven't heard it. Beth. I know. <laughs> Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Bo and Beth here, the Zoak and Bernie. On three one twenty four. So Mark was just talking about uh, the latest polling numbers for this District Eight race for uh, U.S. Congress that uh, is going to be decided, at least in part. I mean, there's very likely going to be a runoff after this on on Tuesday after Super Tuesday. But we know this race pretty well because uh, we did this debate with all of the six candidates uh, about a month ago, and he was talking about uh, the. The internal polling numbers that the various campaigns have, and you're sort of trying to – because it's not like the presidential race where every day we have a different national poll that gives you a snapshot. Right. Most of these poll numbers have to come from candidates who pay pollsters to provide them with the polling numbers and to, to actually do the polling itself. So if you look at the numbers, Mark was just talking about this, but to recap, you know, there's six Republicans running in District 8, and uh, some of the internal polling that uh, we have seen as a radio station this week shows that Bradford, uh, John Bradford and Alan Balkum each have 12% support. Uh, Mark Harris is at 27%. Now, you know, if none of the candidates reach 30%, then the top two move on to a runoff right. in May. Um, but I thought it was interesting because Brett Jensen, uh, he did a show last night from uh, Gastonia uh, in the uh, the Vintage Cigar Bar there, and Lee Brown w- was there, uh, and he talked to her on the show. But he also talked on the show last night to Dan Barry, who is uh, very well-connected in Union County, Union County political analyst and uh, a mover and a shaker there. And, and he's, he, you know, Brett asked him, uh, so how do you size up the race right now? I think the race has really consolidated down between three or four candidates, none of which have enough support to not move on to a runoff. Um, If you ask each campaign, their campaign is on top, and then they mention two or three others, so you kind of weave through all that and and determine, you know, the the Bradford campaign, the Balkan campaign, the Harris campaign um, are all right there in the thick of it. And, you know, Lee Brown and Don Brown are mounting a very serious effort um, and I think are going to surprise some folks when we see the final numbers. So so we're talking with Dan Barry in Union County and who's been a, who's a long time, uh, like, I guess you would say uh, insider of Union County politics, uh, <laughs> as well as an elected official. But I want to talk to you about, so... 
you know, you talked about Bradford, and somebody said, well, what do you think about the race? And I always tell them the same thing. Every single candidate has like a, a picadillo. Whether it's John Bradford, and they like to say he doesn't live in the district. Although he said if he wins, he will buy property and actually move and buy land and pay land taxes, property taxes, in the district. You've got Mark Harris. We know what happened with him in 2018 and 2019. He rents an apartment in in Indian Trail, but his full-time house is in Mooresville. And so we know that. And then we've got Alan Balcom, you know, who is the largest, one of the largest landowners in Union County. And a farmer who's been there, his, his family goes back to Union County since like 1750 or something and then you know then you've got Don Brown who was a jag and and then you've got Lee Brown who's very well known and the second time she's run for this district so when you look at everything involved what do you think is going to be the determining factor in who wins this race um, it is the term in, in the first primary or in the runoff oh um, there you go it, so Sixty percent of the primary voters for the eighth district Republican primary are going to be in Southern Mecklenburg, Western Cabarrus, and Western Union County, suburbs of the greater Charlotte area. And it's who can get their voters to the polls in that geography. Not that Anson and Richmond counties or Stanley County, who was really turning out the vote, surprisingly, um, don't matter, but there's such a concentration in that area. For example, to date, 9,000 Republican ballots have been cast down here, 6,000 in Mecklenburg County, 3,500, 4,000, I think, in Cabarrus County. That might be yesterday's number, not today's number. Dan Barry last night on uh, Breaking with Brett Jensen, uh, really interesting conversation because I-, I read you the numbers that we have here uh, from our newsroom, Mark. Uh, uh, Mark just uh, reiterated those in his newscast. Um, but if these hold up, uh, they don't necessarily uh, they don't necessarily go, go go well with what Dan Barry said last night because uh, Mark Mark's numbers have Lee Brown at six percent, right? And at distance, you know, that's that's uh, that's half of what uh, Bradford and Balkum have at about twelve percent, and then Mark Harris at twenty seven percent. But as I was listening to uh, Dan Barry talk last night, you know, there's been a lot of uh, negative campaigning done uh, at Mark Harris's expense by John Bradford. Now Barry was saying last night that he believes that uh, that the effect of that, in, at least in part, is. Uh, some of the support going from Mark Harris to people like Don Brown and even Lee Brown. But if Lee Brown is all the way down at 6%, then that doesn't necessarily add up. And this is what I come back to saying uh, the difference between these local races and what you see on a national scale is, and understandably because you don't have the resources at the lower levels, is that we don't get necessarily... Uh, I don't know. We'll find out if it's accurate polling because, um, you know, Lee Brown was there last night as part of this event, you know, campaigning. And they're all they're all fighting to the finish as if they all have a shot. Well, and again, most of the polling numbers that we see, it's polling that's paid for by one of the campaigns. Usually they bring in a pollster to help them get numbers, usually to help them raise more money so that they can then, you know, put more ads on television or on radio or send more mail outs, um, what have you. But 
if you're being paid by a campaign to do a poll, a lot of the times those pollsters are, are looking for people to poll who are going to be likely voters of that particular candidate. That's just been my experience in dealing because I have run for office and I had to hire pollsters to come in or or in some cases, the state party or the national party will come in and pay to to run a poll to see if they want to put any money into somebody's campaign. So when you ran for office back in 2004 for U.S. 20 years ago, which think about that. For U.S. Congress. And it was District 8. It was District 8. Yeah. So when you ran, uh, you commissioned how many polls? Well, I did not raise a lot of money, Bo. Uh, I, I had one poll. Okay. I had one poll. But, but uh, the parties tried to get me to come back and run multiple times over the course of the last 20 years. And so the party itself came in and did polls to see, like, if there was you know, automatic name recognition and all of that kind of stuff. Because those are the – it's, it's the, the weirdest questions that they ask in these polls. So my question for you, though, is you, you commissioned one poll. Uh, did that poll end up being accurate? Uh, yeah, actually, um, district wide, yes. The the I actually ended up getting more um, more votes than what the polls came out. So the, my poll numbers were actually lower than what the the actual turnout was in my pri- I had a primary uh, mm-hmm. that I had to get out of, and I I won the primary, but I think they had me w- with like sixty percent of the vote, and I think I came out with like seventy seven percent or something okay. like that. Well, so again, if none of the candidates reach 30% on Tuesday, coming up Super Tuesday, then the top two finishers will have a runoff in May. Um, And if the numbers that we have in our newsroom are correct, then it would be Mark Harris and uh, either Alan Balkum or John Bradford. Um, and, and, And any combination of two of those three is going to be very heated. Well, I'll tell you what is going to make a difference is who turns out to vote where. If Union County turns out in a huge, huge number, Alan Balkum is incredibly popular in Union County. If tons and tons of people turn out in Cabarrus County, that's a Lee Brown area. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it will it will be about turning out votes in different areas that could really put this race over the edge. Well, I spoke with Lee Brown briefly last night as I saw her at the cigar event there with Brett, and uh, you know, she said we're, you know, hitting the pavement. Fighting to the finish. Yeah, and, and as they should. This yeah. is a competitive race. Now, I wonder if you recognize this music. This is kind of obscure, but there's a reason why I'm playing this. Um, I thought this was one of the coolest things about this particular season of Stranger Things. If you watch that show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this was the theme, not for the most recent season, but the, the one before that where... Like 75% of it took place... In a mall. At a mall with a food court that was like the bullseye of the 80s mall scene. And I thought they... It's one of my favorite things about that series. I'm not so much into the the sci-fi part of it. I'm into the fact that they go to every, every length to replicate the 80s feel and look. Yeah, you're into the 80s part of it, which totally speaks to our generation. I'm a nostalgic guy, but like, I just remember this one moment from that season where uh, Winona Ryder is working in the drugstore and they go in and and somebody comes to the counter and then I just sat there and paused the the, the screen and and looked at all the stuff behind her on Mm -hmm. the counter and it's like, to the T, looks like all the packaging and how it was arranged and it's just, it's really uh, spot on. So why am I saying all this? I'm saying it because Walmart, maybe maybe Walmart was inspired by this, but Walmart is uh, going to introduce food courts in the coming days. 
Now, I, most of the Walmarts around here have uh, like a Subway, right? And then there was a time where yeah, I forgot Wal- about that. Walmarts had mini McDonald's in them. Remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah, but oh now, my gosh, yes. But now Walmart is going full food court. I guess maybe it's to compete with sort of the deal that Costco has because you know when you when you I don't go to Costco a whole lot. My wife usually goes, but when I go with her, you know, part of the deal is uh, you go past the the food area at the end where they have the pizza and the drinks and all the stuff, and you can basically buy a meal for seventy people for five bucks. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. I mean, that is the most. It is the cheapest, fastest, decent food. Maybe maybe around, but uh, you know, if you don't shop at Costco, you don't even know about that. But it's it's pretty it's it's much more elaborate than what a Walmart has. I love uh, I love Costco. I'm just gonna tell you, there's one up in Mooresville, and uh, I was always afraid of Costco. I would only go with my husband because it was always so crowded, and I could never find my card. I, I I don't know. It just I was intimidated by the big packaging and always having to have a cart. And that goes it, back to yesterday's fears. Well, yes, <laughs> and large, I was large things, large packaging, a phobia of large packaging. <laughs> and I was also afraid of all of the people that were trying to stop me and feed me things, yeah. like all the free samples. <laughs> but then one day I went alone. It was like the perfect day to go. It was like a, a ten o'clock on a Tuesday morning when there weren't a lot of people. I started sampling the stuff, started buying the big packaging, and then I came home with giant bags of weird cheese crisps that I would never buy anywhere else but i'm like man this is a crazy good deal and you had enough to last you for six months <laughs> so i've started buying the the dawn power wash there mm-hmm. i have so many bottles of dawn power wash it looks like i'm about to open <laughs> a like cleaning aisle at a grocery store in my home because i keep thinking that i'm gonna run out and i keep buying it and like gigantic laundry detergent <laughs> you know what well, it's, it's funny because uh when you think about the malls these days, the ones that are still open, yes. the, the, the food court model hasn't changed that much. Okay, that was the best part. I mean, if you think about Eastland Mall, the best part about the the mall itself was the food court and the kind of weaving your way around and having a, a buffet of options. And so I think you're right that Walmart may be jumping on to the Stranger Things bandwagon because Walmart may have a food court that doesn't just offer, as you were saying, like the mini McDonald's or the, the, the strange subway. They're planning on an actual food court. So here's strange what the... Subway. The strange subway? The st- <laughs> Why is it strange? <laughs> subway is so strange. <laughs> it's just small. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the odd, the odd oh, man I, out subway. I thought you meant like the, you know, <laughs> the sandwiches were like weird shaped and stuff. <laughs> Well, they do have the footlong cookie now. Did you guys see that? Wait, wait. No, no, no. Yes. I have seen that. What? And I, and I haven't tried that yet, but you know what I'm more interested in? The footlong pretzel that they have now. They have a pretzel. They call it, they call it I think it's Sidekicks. What? At, at Subway. It I'm serious. Subway has what they call Sidekicks now. And you can get this uh, like this footlong pretzel, which I think is from the is it the Auntie Anne's place that you see at oh, the mall. Oh, I do love mm. Auntie Anne's pretzel, pretzels. And, oh, my gosh. Bernie's right. They also have like a footlong like, cookie, chocolate chip cookie thing. So, yeah. yeah. I still Subway. I, I, I haven't been to a Subway. In, I, I, I went to a Subway in New York. I, I, was, I got my flight was late getting in. I was so hungry. And I had the cab that I was in. Drop me off at a subway so that I could grab grab a sandwich. And I used to love meatball subs, and I grabbed a meatball sub. Oh, but wait, man. are you about oh, to tell me that no. the meatball sub you didn't like it there? It was cold. Oh man, see, I oh, I, I swear by the, the the subway meatball. I would not sub. trust meatballs. Oh no, sub- no, 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 no! Don't it, knock it till you try it. I used to <laughs> I don't love trust the meatball anything sub. At subway anymore. I used to love oh. the meatball sub at Subway, like, okay. but it was cold, and oh. so then I then I 
felt ill because I was like, I got cold meatballs. How long have they been sitting there cold? <laughs> Wait, what? So why didn't you just take it back and ask them because to heat it up? I didn't eat it until I got to the uh, hotel. Okay. But okay. it wasn't like it had cooled off. It was I got. It was stone cold. Icy, <laughs> frozen meatballs. And okay. I thought maybe I was going to get food poisoning and then I couldn't sleep. <laughs> Do you feel like this Walmart thing is kind of like the cable where they all split up into streaming and now they're kind of like, well, we'll just start to join back together again and create cable. And, and I feel cable. like Walmart is just creating malls again. The, the thing that we used like, to have. They're literally creating a mall. Well, and that's the point. They're going to have a food court, which we never really got to it, where you can get things like chicken souvlaki. souvlaki and then, Wait, what, Walmart's going to do a food court? Yeah. What? Like oh, a boy. special full-on food court. So it's not just the weird subway and cold meatballs. <laughs> it's like the full-on, maybe they'll have an Orange Julius kind of thing. What you're just trying to say uh, is that uh, you went to a subway one time and got cold meatballs, and it's very obviously it was one of those strange subways. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. From News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, this is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. Jim, come on, so juvenile. What the? You've been meatballed. (laughs) Are you ready for some meatball? Oh, boy. Getting feedback already. Get it? Feedback? (laughs) About the meatballs. Yeah, our listener Bill said uh, he would pretty much want to do anything other than eat a meatball sub from a Walmart. Can't read the email. (laughs) I can't read the whole the whole message that I received, but it's just too darn good not to acknowledge. Bill, we appreciated the message. Well, you went to a weird subway because you got you got a cold, strange subway though. Border a strange weird. Not good. Well, it's, it was late at night. It was New York City. I made the cab stop because we were close to the hotel. I was like, I'll grab a Subway sandwich. I'll run check into the hotel. I'll go to. I'll eat my sandwich, go to bed. I was starving. And I got my meatball sub, which I used to love the meatball subs in college from Subway. And um, this was post-college. But I was like, ah, I need me, yeah, meatball sub. Great. And They're I, great when you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I was not in New York. I will tell you that. So I grabbed the meatball sub, check into the hotel, get to my room, and I take a bite of the sub. And it was ice cold, not like just cooled off from having had it for a few minutes. Like it had crystals in it? Like ice cold. And so yeah. then I was convinced I was going to get food poisoning, so I couldn't sleep. So is it like you can't <laughs> <laughs> Is it like you can't eat that anymore at Subway? Right. I, I, I 100% have not been back to a Subway since that cold meatball sub. Because, see, it's interesting. Like, we all have those go-to things that you can get anywhere, and it's always consistently good. Yeah, it's like a McDonald's quarter pounder. It's It always tastes the same at all the McDonald's. But, see, I don't agree with that. Well, I got a raw one once. Like, so I think I you can get, you can go to a McDonald's and get an incredible quarter pounder, and then you go down the street and get one that's, like, nothing near that. Like, mid. the bun is stale. Be mid, yeah, but I, the kids would say. But I think... <laughs> Meh. But I think, uh, for me... Like, the one thing that I always know is going to be good, no matter what subway I go to, notwithstanding your situation, is the subway. Is the subway uh, meatball. I love it. Like, it's, uh, I, like, I can almost eat that no matter what mood I'm in ever. As long as I'm hungry, I can eat that. I, 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 I would say 
you know, 10 years ago, I might say, yeah, 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 I could grab a meatball sub from Subway. And I have not been since my cold sub. But I hate that, that uh, that ruined the experience for you, because that's yeah. usually pretty good. You didn't ask for it to be heated, so it's on you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I meant for that to be hot. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I meant for that hot sub to be hot. <laughs> not the cold do you, sub version. Do you want this toasted? No. <laughs> so it's not. That's, right. that's like me whenever I order a coffee at like any coffee place. I, I don't drink iced coffee. I just, I don't know why I don't like it, but I just like hot coffee. They're like, do you want that hot or cold? It's like, it doesn't even occur to me to say, mm, hot. Right. <laughs> you should have said that for your sub. Of hot, of course. Right. I'd like the hot meatball sub, not the icy cold meatball sub. We're talking about these because Subway is in a lot of Walmarts. They have the, as I call it, the weird, strange Subway because they're tiny. It's like a little tiny, little teeny tiny yeah, and Subway. You can buy glasses right next to it. Yes. <laughs> and you can get your eye exam. <laughs> Am I wrong? It's so true, though. <laughs> so no, true. You're, you're exactly right. I never thought Thank about it. Thank you, Walmart. I need a hot meatball sub and eyeglasses right now. Those, How did you know? Those were the two things on my Friday checklist. <laughs> and you're lucky because they're right there at the front door, yeah. so you don't have to actually go into Walmart. Right. I got my printer ink, I got my meatball sub, <laughs> and I got my new glasses. <laughs> well, now, now Walmart is planning a full-on food court option for some of its uh, some of its store locations, and they're going to be called Wonder Walmarts, which I think that's funny. Wait, I've, really? Yeah, I didn't know that part. Yeah, they're called Wonder Walmarts, and the... Uh, <laughs> as opposed it's to... like the Super Target. As opposed to Weird Subway. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder Walmart and Weird Subway. Um, In addition to Yasas and Tejas, which those are two of the Two of the two of the lo- things that are going to be inside of a Walmart. Am I just supposed to know what those are? are these words. I'm assuming Yas Yasas sounds like I think it's Greek food, and Tejas I believe is Mech. Oh, my story just disappeared. I there thought you meant they were the names of the greeters, and you're yes. coming in. <laughs> no, no, no. So they're going to have uh, they're going to have Yahas, Yasas, and Tejas, and uh, really the other the other food yeah. options <laughs> that are offered at Wonder Walmart will be Mexican food at Lime Salt, burgers from Burger Baby, American. <laughs> American diner uh, fare from Fred's Meat and Bread. <laughs> I'm not making great name. Is this, is, this <laughs> this an onion, like, is this an onion article? It doesn't sound like well, this is McDowell's. They have the Big Mick. We have the Big Mac or the reverse of that. Right. This is well, not a real article, is it? No, it's real. It's This is the Daily Meal. Fred's From the Meat Babylon Bee. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have American diner fare from Fred's Meat and Bread. They're going <laughs> to have, have chicken wings. From a place called Wing Trip. <laughs> it's right next to the weird subway. It's not, it's not Can I still get my eyeglasses on the <laughs> yes. way up? It sounds very crowded over there. Why now. are y'all making me laugh so hard? This wasn't even funny when I was reading it, but I read it out loud to y'all and it's You want to know why? You want to know why we do? Because it's fun. Because it's fun. <laughs> so they're going to have a wing trip and they're also going to have pizza slices from a place called Alonza Pizza. <laughs> there are also plans to add vendors later. So if you have a weird named restaurant, please call Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> they'll bring you in <laughs> oh boy we lost wow. her at seven thirteen. <laughs> they y'all lost me yeah. when I was reading it in my own head like Fred's meat and bread didn't even sound weird but when I said <laughs> it sounds like the worst it. name for a, a place to eat ever and you totally read that the names of those those restaurants like they were greeters <laughs> hey, what was that one baby arm burgers or something or <laughs> baby arm uh, burgers <laughs> Uh, Burger Baby. Oh, Burger Baby. Burger Baby. <laughs> the baby arm burgers. Burger Baby. But it wasn't weird to me until I said it out loud in front of you guys. Uh, that's our show. It wasn't weird until we said it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we never practice the show. We just, right. we just wing it. As if anybody thought we practiced. Uh, traffic check right now. Here's here's Boomer Von Cannon. Fred's meat and bread? Yes. That-
that's the, that's the name of one of the restaurants inside of the Walmart food court. At Burger the Wonder, Baby. The Wonder yeah. Walmart. Boomer's Beef and Burger. Cheese. Yeah, that's right. You're standing at the counter. You go, I'll have the... Uh, Meat. The meat and the, I guess I'll have the bread. <laughs> yes. And please heat it. <laughs> I want to step over to wing trip. And I'm tripping on these wings, yeah. man. Right in between the weird subway and the eyeglasses. <laughs> Put on the shades. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Happy Friday, everybody. There you go. Fred's meat and bread. <laughs> Don't forget it. That's for sure. The name stands out. It sure does. It's like Boomer Von Cannon. <laughs> Who forgets that name? <laughs> Friday morning in the Ty Boyd studio. March is here. That means two weeks from today we'll be in the middle of the ACC tournament. Three weeks from today we'll be in the middle of the first week end of March Madness. Isn't that when you have your cute little boys weekend it where is. you all bet on your, are you all like have brackets? Because didn't I beat all your friends last year or I beat you last year? Um, yeah, all that stuff you just said. <laughs> I, I, I Three weeks from today, I will not be here because I'll be there. Last year, we had Bob McKillop in, and you picked some big upset, and you Furman. were right. Furman. Was it Furman? You it were right. Furman. Yeah, and who did Furman beat? They beat somebody big. They beat somebody huge. Virginia, they beat Duke. wasn't it? They beat was Duke. It, oh, it was, was it Duke? Uh, was, it, was it Duke? <laughs> no, I'm I think oh. it was Virginia. <laughs> I think it was Virginia. Um, so, yeah, that's three weeks from today. I just like putting that out there because, you know, we made it to March, and uh, March Madness is right around the corner. For my money, still the just pound for pound the greatest sporting event there is. I, I think I right, think. Beth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I so, participated. I mean, you did well. Mm-hmm. You should be your favorite mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. Go Furman. There's a purple paladins. That's exactly right. There's a uh, there's a, a, a a video that's made the rounds that um, I, I I've seen this a few times this week, and it it actually makes me think of something else uh, away from what it actually concerns. But it's about it's it's a woman on a plane uh, who stopped a kid from closing a plane window. So this video, when she posted it, it was posted on February 17th. So that's not that long ago. It's just a couple of weeks. And it has already garnered 15.1 million views, this video. And it says on the video, POV, the kid in front of me thinks that he can close my window shade. And it has sparked an online debate that you would not believe because people are pro this woman saying, hey, this is this is my window. And then they're also like, how how awful can you be? Because this is a kid trying to entertain himself on a plane. So I mean, the argument goes back and forth. But the idea that this topic has got so many people talking, not just on TikTok, but on Reddit and on other like sub sub video places where this thing is being reshared but 15.1 million video views of just the original post and again it's it's sort of uh, in that gray area like when you're on a plane and you have the you have the window that's the window affects you but it's technically not yours because it's not closest to you well i, I you guys know that there are very few things that really get me get me going get me upset ticketmaster is one of them Check. and Air travel is mm-hmm. the other one because and air, cold meatballs and cold meatballs. <laughs> but every the airlines have well, a top made top ten list later. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, probably only a top five of things that really make me upset. Well, it'd it's be like a the top, Macquarie top five. It would be a top ten, but we'd never get to. We'd 10, never get so. to ten. We'd only do the two. The airline, the airlines have made airline travel so incredibly miserable and uncomfortable. And here's why this issue even happens: that this woman is saying, like, "This is my window," and this kid is closing it. They have shoved so many rows of seats into these airplane 
um, what is the what is the what is the the fuselage? They they were built. Some of these airplanes were built in the seventies when we had a lot of leg room. When they used to give us a meal. When we would get drinks. People and, were smaller then. <laughs> well, but they they smushed more rows of people. So now they have the way that they've done it. If they're using the old fuselage. You're getting like half a window. So yeah. the window is kind of in between the two seats. So you could understand why somebody may be confused. And if somebody's trying to play on a tablet or like nap or whatever and the sun is blaring in on their face, you could see why somebody might might pull down the shade on that half window. But the airlines have created a scenario which it's like whose window is it? It's the same argument as whose armrest is it okay, because we're okay. all smooshed in there. I just said that this made me think of something else other than being in a plane, and you just hit on it. And I was thinking about – like I know we, we like to joke about uh, how I like to have the cushion of protection when I go to the movies. Right, and I, but, right. but But when, when you go to a football game or when you go to the movies – actually, the movies, even if you're sitting directly beside somebody, now at the movies, the, the, the seats are so fancy. And 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 you you can they they recline and all that stuff. But if you're just talking about going like to a, a football game, like at Bank of America Stadium, yeah, there's an armrest, and our armrest a lot of times doubles between the two chairs. Right, and whose drink cup, whose cup holder is it? The cup holder, at least each chair has one in front of it. But with armrests, to me, armrests like. Have you ever gone somewhere and you sat down and somebody immediately stretches out and puts both their arms on the rest and you kind of look and go, wait a minute, who said that was yours? Or you didn't ask me if, if you could stretch, you know, basically stretch stretch everything out over that armrest. Well, and then some people don't care to even ask you. Some people are just like, this is, I, they, 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 this is my armrest. I paid to be here. Even though you paid to be here, too, I'm taking the armrest. It's common areas. Yes. It's common areas where there's no real delineation of whose is whose. And who establishes those rules? Because well, the, the kid took it into you know the kid took the issue into his own hands and just <laughs> closed the closed the window hatch. Well, and it goes back to kind of to thoughtful design, you know, like the plane people. They they made the windows confusing, just like the the seat designers made the armrest confusing. If it was thoughtful design, you would think about what it's like to be a human in any of these scenarios. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should make an armrest for everybody. Maybe I should make a cup holder for everybody. Maybe I should only put a row of seats where the window is. Is that your airline voice? That that's that's my. You can take your emergency exits to the front and the back, and the slide will inflate into a boat. Um, this plane is too small. <laughs> but it, it has created all of these social scenarios where people are 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 frustrated, and they're like, "Who? This person is being rude." But we're also annoyed by the time we get on the plane to begin with because we've all had to stand in a crazy long line while they're calling zone one and zone two and zone three, and it seems that some people can't read the zone on their tickets, and then you don't have room in the overhead bin because there are too many rows, and they made the bin. The bins. overhead thing is a problem too. And so what's the protocol? Pay. Like, 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 this is where I, I feel like this show can crowdsource a little bit because we've all had that situation where you sit down in the chair and somebody stretches out over the armrest and you're going, oh, wait a minute, part of that should be my jurisdiction. And, and so what do you do uh, other than, you know, making it into a fight? Right. You know, but, but what's the easy way to navigate that? Well, because especially if you're on a plane or somewhere where you have to sit for a long time, that becomes an issue. It's not like you're just holding the pole in the subway and you're going to get off at the next exit. Right. You might be on that flight for five hours. And that leads to other airplane behavior. Whose armrest is it? Whose window is it? There was also a picture that went viral about three weeks ago of someone sitting on a plane and the person behind them had their feet 
all the way under the other person's seat, and they were sticking out. No thanks. Underneath the mm-hmm. other person's seat in front, so this, and they were they the, the guy didn't have shoes on, so it was like mm. it was sock feet. I'd be stomping on this. That's like, I was about to say. There's uh, an easy. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. an Every, easy. Way everything's to, wrong about but that. But if you're non-confrontational, which you know, I'm, I will be the nicest person in the world, and I, if you're a non-confrontational person, and you certainly don't want to cause a confrontation with somebody that you're going to be sitting next to for the next five hours, how do you deal with the situation? There should be a rule book. Somebody should establish a rule book. And I think that they've said if you're in the middle seat, both armrests are yours because you are stuck in the middle seat. So you should get both armrests. But what about the window? Nobody's ever talked to us about the window. If you have a half window, I feel like that's the airline's fault. Mm-hmm. I do believe if we made a rule book for it, Beth, that it would just it wouldn't even matter. Nobody because, would care. I mean, we teach people how to drive every day, and they still just uh, do what they want. And they could like, do the airline voice and tell you all the rules for the flight, like they always like in your yeah, airline yeah, voice. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like Major League Baseball has the unwritten rules we always talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, like especially when it, when somebody gets hit, you kind of know there's gonna it's gonna be retaliated. Not, yeah. uh, but it's like that's there's so not. So we're a, allowed to hit them now. Well. I'm just you know what I'm talking about. I mean, we had people on airplanes now. Well, that's what I'm asking. I'm saying there's an. You said is there a rule book? Well, I I, this is where I'm getting to here. The the sort of unwritten rules of etiquette, how you navigate through these moments in life, because we all have them, uh, and some of us are confrontational and some of us aren't. It's called elbow the fatty. Well, this is the question. How how have people out there dealt with these scenarios? Bernie gets real mild-mannered most of the time, and then he'll just drop in a elbow the fatty out of nowhere. That was, that was Mark. That was Mark. That was oh, Mark? That was Bernie. That was so subtle. I thought, that's why I looked at Bernie. It's not me. Bernie. That was Mark. Oh, boy. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Uh, is this who I think it is? Is this Barry on line one? Barry? You got that right. Oh, uh, what's going on, Barry? <laughs> I'm telling you now, I've been on hold for 30 minutes, <laughs> and you haven't stopped me laughing the whole time. Well, wait a minute. There's other ways of listening to the show, though. <laughs> oh, no, it didn't have anything to do with the show. It's you two idiots. <laughs> wait a minute. Idiots? Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. Well, you're, you're idiots in a very, very good way. Okay. Oh, cool, cool, the, cool. The good kind of idiots. Yeah. Like the village idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. This is Good Morning BT with Beauregard and Bethany. First day of March here in the Tyboid studio. Enjoyed uh, last night's cigar event with uh, Brett Jensen at the Vintage in Gastonia. I stopped by very briefly uh, towards the end of the show. I had to get back here and get ready for this show, but uh, it was a nice turnout. It was a, as I said to Brett, when they told me they were doing this, the cigar party... I said, this is perfect for you. This is the exact thing that they should do for breaking Brett Jensen. And uh, you walked in, and it was like all of all of uh, Brett's community. And uh, we we, uh, we got a note just now from Mau Mau, who calls our show a good bit. Which I need to say to Mau Mau, I so wanted to be there last night, Mau Mau. And I, to- I wanted to meet... Mau Mau, Mau Mau. I wanted to meet Mau Mau because he said he had a, a lady's cigar, like a, what are they called, cigarellos or something, that he was going to save for me if I were able to make it. And I, the plan was that I was going to go, kind of like Bo did, and stop by for a little while. I ended up with a crazy day yesterday and ended up back here at the studio and was here until almost 5 o'clock. Um, 
for a whole other reason of recording things and stuff. So I didn't end up getting to uh, to get over to Gastonia. But Mau Mau, I love you, man. And the picture, I finally get to put a face with a name because there's a picture of you and uh, Mau Mau, Bo. And Kirk, who calls our show, uh, not not the Kirk who owns Wendy's or the CEO. Kirk but Tanner. Kirk, not Kirk Tanner, but Kirk walked up last night and he was there and uh, a number of other great listeners. So uh, it was it was great. I mean, uh, Brett stayed for, uh, he did his show for an hour and then uh, stayed you know, before and after. But uh, that place was hopping. I mean, they were a lot of people there. And That's that, so great. A lot of people who drove a long way. Uh, so thanks to everybody who came out last night. Uh, also want to remind you, uh, this is into its second week now, but if you're getting up on Saturday morning and you know have a little bit different routine, a little more laid back, we have a show for you over on our sister station, Mix 107.9, uh, the Beth and Bo Show, every Saturday now from 7 to 10. So uh, if you like this show, uh, we hope you'll uh, check us out over there, too. If yeah. you're, you know, We have a different routine on Saturday, and a lot of you do, too, so we sort of designed a show for that different routine. Right, if you're out taking your kids to the you know softball and baseball games and soccer matches and in the car and thinking, man, I need this extra cup of iced coffee. I need a, I need something. I need an extra shot of something to get me going on this Saturday morning. We'll be the extra shot of something. Mix 107.9, uh, Saturday mornings, 7 to 10. Uh, we've gotten some feedback about uh, this this story about the airplane uh, and, and the window and the kid and, and the stuff. Yes, I, I got a message. This is one of my favorite Twitter handles, and I love when he tweets me, the original nice guy. Oh, yeah. It's right in your is. wheelhouse of people. I love that guy. <laughs> the original nice guy. And he tweeted and said, or he X'd, and said, what if a new airline was started called Nice Airlines, like the Chick-fil-A, like Chick-fil-A in the air, where people had manners and you get zipped in? If the, You know what? Actually, I just thought of this from Mr. Nice Guy here. If the Chick-fil-A people that choreograph and design their drive-through lines could choreograph and design plane loading, we'd get in and off, in and off, on and off of planes in a heartbeat. But see, how would you qualify? How did it work for you to be able to go on that? What nice airlines? Like, because if you nice. went on nice airlines, then somebody grumbled. Did they get kicked off the plane? Yep. They'd have a very long no-fly list. Yes. It'd be like a Planet Fitness. But <laughs> <laughs> you cannot drop the weight too hard. The siren will go off. What is That's that? Right. It's a it's a no judgment flight. That's right. I think we just came up with a great idea, though, because if you... Well, we stole Mr. Nice Guy's idea, technically. We, yeah, well, that's true. We're just elaborating. <laughs> but he's the original. We just copied him. Right, we're copying yeah, we him. We made it our own. It's not yours anymore. <laughs> but, I mean, these are companies. They can come up with their own rules. So if you're, like, putting window shades down and sticking your stinky feet under other people's seats or hogging the armrest or manspreading all over somebody's seat area Ew. or being rude. Right. So I saw a thing where a girl with really long hair put her hair oh, over the back yeah. of the seat. So oh my God. it was hanging over like the, the entertainment Ugh. screen of the person behind them. There's a commercial that, that does that or replicates that. Well, do you know what this person did? And somebody in another row videoed it? No. Bernie was saying, did they cut the hair? No, no, no. She took out her gum, put her oh, gum oh in the hair, oh, and started no. spreading uh. the gum out in this woman's hair. No. Yes, I just saw this video. It went viral this week as well. So if you're doing bad behavior, maybe airlines should say, sorry, you don't get to fly. And all those people can go fly on mean airlines. Mean airlines. <laughs> Let me ask also you a question. Also known as the regular airline flights. <laughs> so I keep hearing these commercials for these uh, fitness centers that say it's a judgment-free zone. So, so does that mean that there's a monitor that goes around and makes sure, or, or somebody can file a complaint? Yes. And what does judgment even mean? No, I can tell you, because my stepson, when he was 
I don't know, college age, joined Planet Fitness because it's really cheap. It's like 10 bucks a month. And he was doing what Bernie was joking about. It was heavy weights and throwing them down. And I mean, he was just working out with headphones. He wasn't trying to be a big lunk or whatever. And they, they sent him home. <laughs> they sent him home. Not just told him. Like, they sent him home. It's very embarrassing. They have, like, sirens and stuff that go off if you drop a weight. Like, you know, in the weight room, they're trying to yeah. avoid the guys that are like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you drop a weight yeah. just a little too hard, yeah. um, it, the sirens go off. Like, everybody stops to look at you. It's so embarrassing. That's funny. It's It'll like, make you not want to come back. For a judgment-free zone yeah. kind of place, that seems very like a judgy. lot of judgment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's subjective, too. Yes. Like, I, 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 that's what I'm asking. Like, is there, a, like, a, a bill of rights when you walk in as to what you can expect and not expect? Well, I think there's a reason, just from a female perspective, I think there's a reason why some women go to all-female gyms or choose to do group classes where it's the majority women. Because when I used to work out at the, um, like, I went to a, what were they, used to be called Bally's or something? Or I don't even uh-huh. know if they have them anymore. Yeah. Now they broadcast Hornets games. Yes. And if you would... If you I'm would... Diddly D. <laughs> So if you go in and you're like a woman working out without a trainer or something and you're doing whatever, like I'd be standing there with the dumbbells doing a little tricep dip or like or, 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 or using whatever weight machine. Sure, sure. So I'd be doing that by myself and I was in the gym by myself and every time, inevitably, no matter what it was I was doing, some, some dude would come over like, let me show you how to do that the right way. Are they going to say offered a spot for you? <laughs> Yes, or offered a spot or like, let me. And then they would start touching you. Like, this is the muscle that you're starting to. And I'm like, what in the world? I, I'm I, didn't sorry. I did not know you then. I've never in out. my life thought to go do that to a random woman at a gym. Oh, I think I really you would. Talk about red sirens and getting kicked out. Right. So I think that that qualifies judgment-free zone that I could go report that person and be like, this guy is over here trying to tell me how to do something that I already know how to do. That's my mean voice. Wow. <laughs> That's her judgment voice. That dude, That's that dude he would voice. definitely peck off after hearing that tone. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just sorry. You know, at some point you just want to stop wearing deodorant or something while you're there and then <laughs> the next time some guy comes over to you just shove your armpit in his face and be like, "Leave me alone. I'm working out by myself, man." Okay, that was a lot. <laughs> Seven- How about that airplane window? Yeah, yes. That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Seven forty-three on WBT. By the way, we talk about Bally, you know, Bally gyms and Bally networks and hum diddly dee. When I think of Bally, I think of this. <laughs> yes, the ghost. Yeah, Miss Pac-Man. Uh-huh. A, a Bally production. Oh, what in the ghost name Bally? No, no, no. no. The ghosts were. Uh, what was it? Blinky, Inky, Clyde, and Sue. Clyde, that's right. I thought they were Yasas uh, and Tejas. <laughs> no, they, were, they, were busy. they were busy at the entrance to the Walmart. Uh, seven four, was that? Fred's meat and bread. <laughs> yes, Wait a minute, you know what? That's not right. Clyde was in the Mr. Pac-Man. Sue was in Ms. Pac-Man. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The, the important things in life. Mm-hmm. The center of the political universe yesterday, well, you'd have to say it was Texas. We'll get to Brett Winterbull momentarily, get reaction and more, but uh, here is Fox's Ashley Strohmeyer. It was a tale of two very different trips to the Texas border. President Joe Biden visited Brownsville, where migrant apprehensions have dropped dramatically in recent months, largely due to the installation of razor wire, a tactic the Biden administration opposes. Former President Donald Trump was just over 300 miles away in Eagle Pass, Texas, and what the Texas Tribune is calling the current epicenter of immigration enforcement efforts. Texas Governor Greg Abbott joined Trump during his trip. Both went after the president. Listen. I don't think he's on the border itself right now. He's in some sanitized location in the Brownsville area. 
not seeing the razor wire that Texas has put up around Brownsville. But this is a Joe Biden invasion. This is a Biden invasion over the past three years. Biden didn't announce any new policy proposals while in Texas, but he did call out Republicans in Congress for recently blocking a border security deal, calling the move political. So here's what I would say to Mr. Trump. Instead of playing policy for this issue, instead of telling members of Congress to block this legislation, join me or I'll join you in telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan border security bill. We can do it together. The same day the top two presidential candidates visited the Lone Star State, a federal judge dealt the Biden administration a victory, blocking a Texas law that would have allowed police to arrest migrants suspected mm. of crossing the border illegally, and Texas officials are expected, of course, to appeal that ruling. That's Ashley Strohmeyer, 750 on WBT. And off we go into March, and that means right around the corner, Super Tuesday. Coming up early next week, we cross the streams, brought to you by Ph.D. Weight Loss and Nutrition. Bo and Beth here, Brett Winterbull there. And like I, I said... March. I love March. <laughs> hey. Oh, my gosh. Two weeks from today, ACC Tournament. Three mm-hmm. weeks from today, March Madness. True. Uh, one day ago in Texas... Different kind of kind of a political madness type thing. You had the president and uh, the former president wants to be president again uh, in the state in different places, as Ashley was talking about right there. Uh, what were your thoughts on the dual visit yesterday? Um, look, I, I thought it was an interesting uh, day to watch this. Uh, Donald Trump was down Eagle Pass, that that part of the uh, the border, and then of course you have the sitting president. Joe Biden down uh, really almost at the very southern tip, Brownsville, uh, of of the state of Texas. And it it was interesting because um, you you had like a a very committed mission, I think, to to get something done in this regard to show that uh, they're they're not going to cede the uh, immigration issue over at the White House. But the only thing that confused me was he started talking about climate change in front of these uh, Border Patrol agents. And I, I didn't understand why why we were suddenly riffing. It, I think that there needs to be much more discipline on the messaging uh, at the border. Uh, one of the moments I thought was pretty funny was Donald Trump looking across the border uh, into Mexico, and uh, somebody yelled out his name and he waved at him. And and, and so I, I I don't I don't know if it was a cartel member. I, I don't know <laughs> if it was if it was a, sm- a person being smuggled. My guess is. And now people forget about this, right? We get hammered with illegal immigration. So does Mexico. It's not all Mexicans coming up into the United States. It's people from every corner of the world. And it's because our border is essentially wide open. And the idea that you'd have people on the Mexican side of the border being like, Viva Trump! Hey, Trump! Trump! It's because they want it. They want to stop the flow of migrants into their country. And I think they're relying on uh, on, on big DJT. Well, That's a good point. We don't talk about uh, the, you know, the flip side of this very often. Oh. Right, because most of the people, if they're coming from any other country, they are, they are coming through Mexico in order oh. to get over the, the border with Texas. And speaking of that, um, because of that issue, because of what's happening in Mexico, and I don't know if yeah. it's just because of immigration, but uh, two days ago, the U.S. issued spring break warnings oh, for gosh. Americans who are traveling oh. to Mexico. Any, uh, let me tell you something. I, I, I lived there uh, in the 80s. Uh, 70s and the 80s 
in the 80s, I wouldn't have gone to Mexico. Mexico is unbelievably dangerous. And you just had a a person who was expatting out of the United States and moving into into Mexico. She was shot and killed at Tulum, which is like this super high-end resort. It is incredibly dangerous. And the idea that people would... I, I, my gosh, I, cu- I couldn't even imagine having a, a young teenager, uh, male or female, going into that country. Uh, that You've got a oof, that's a bad move. What's coming up on the big Friday edition of the Brett Winterbull Show? So uh, we're, we're going to take a, a hard look at uh, what we've got going on with the border. Uh, also, yesterday I was talking uh, extensively uh, about the reconstitution of al-Qaeda and, and the way the Taliban is now going back to the bad old days uh, in, in 2001 where they're, 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 they're doing public executions and things like that in the square. Um, I'm very, very worried with the border being as insecure as it is right now that we're going to end up with a, with a major terrorist attack on a American soil at some point. Uh, and as we get closer and closer to the fall, that scares me um, uh, very, very seriously. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll look at that. And we'll probably have some fun along the way as well. Well, and there are so many just uh, just to that, um, you know, you and I have talked before about uh, what's going on in places like Afghanistan and Pakistan. And there's a lot of instability in Pakistan right now and mm-hmm. and um, terrorist organizations starting to, to, to take control and seize control in the northern part of that country uh, mm-hmm. because of what happened in Afghanistan. Afghanistan, you know, when when troops were were pulled out and the Taliban took control again. Mm -hmm. Um, There are so many things to think about on a global scale, Pakistan being a nuclear power, um, Pakistan being in some cases aligned with Iran uh, in in, uh, their relationships. There are so many aspects to what is happening globally that we as uh, as Americans and as people, as we think about our place in the world, we have to pretty consistently be looking at the relationships that are happening. China, another one, for an example, with mm-hmm. Pakistan and Iran and then Russia, and then that plays into Ukraine. And I, I mean, you, if you really start thinking about it, you can get breathless. Yeah. And look, uh, uh, Al-Qaeda's got, um, they've got forward bases in places called like Herat, which is in far uh, uh, eastern uh Iran itself. So this is a very dangerous time um, to, uh, to to not pay attention to our border, but also to what's going on around the world, uh, treating us in a distracted way. And how these actors might play a role in in what's coming up in this, this election year in 2024, yep. because we're already hearing the reports about Russia using fake accounts and, and other countries like Iran using fake accounts to, mm-hmm. to spread misinformation. And the, I mean, we're not we're not unaccustomed to this. I think we have seen that narrative over and over again. I just feel like it's becoming more and more pervasive. Yeah, I mean that's that that that's very true. I mean you you need to um, you need to beef up your cyber. You need to beef up the military aspects of these things. And, and I think what has to happen is you you've got to be committed to. Um, deploying power where you have to uh, in in a variety of methods. Nothing should be off the table. We are still uh, operating under that post 9-11 period. We are still under a state of emergency, believe it or not, all these years later. And um, we we have to to be vigilant because they only, you know, have to get us once. We have to be right every single day, as uh, Dick Cheney famously said. Brett Winterbull Show starts at 3 today, 3 to 7 every weekday. Uh, We'll talk to you this afternoon. 
Take care. News Talk 1110 WBT. We have much more on this show. We got John Hancock for our final hour. We got the Friday news quiz next hour. Oh, yeah. We have uh, an announcement about something Beth and I are going to do on Tuesday that we have not said on the air yet. But uh, I saw the official newsletter go out yesterday, so it is. Uh, it is happening, so we'll tell you about that as well, all coming up on a big Friday edition of Good Morning BT. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I gotta do the sound check. Check one, check, check, simple You know, we just have a conversation with us. We don't know the microphones are here. We're just hanging out, chatting with each other. I didn't realize till now that this was a job. And we're always gonna hang out. I'm sorry, I'm just over here still thinking about, you know, like... <laughs> people sit in focus groups and around tables and we've got to think of a slogan for that morning show, you know. <laughs> Good morning, BT, the team to listen to, or the best way to start your day. And But really, honestly, good morning, BT. They don't know they have microphones. <laughs> I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. Next place. Friday morning in the Ty Boyd studio, first day of March. Bo and Beth and the Zoke and Bernie and George. George in the house today? Yeah, George. What's up, George? Yeah, George. George is here. Merry Christmas. Happy holiday. <laughs> Have an announcement about Tuesday of next week. We can uh, we can officially say this now. I saw the newsletter go out yesterday. Yeah, with our picture on it and everything. You know who sent me the newsletter, who forwarded it to me? Oh, who's that? Bill Barty. Aww. Of the Carolina Outdoor Show, and uh, he's the guy, the, the main man over at uh, Jesse Brown's Outdoors at Sharing Corners, uh, Bill Barty, a member of Charlotte Rotary, the Rotary Club of Charlotte, and uptown there at the Fairfield Inn, uh, we're going to be the speakers coming up on Tuesday. Yeah, so if you are so inclined to hear us talk even more... <laughs> <laughs> we will be there to to answer all kinds of and you know this about us Bo and I are open books so we're going to answer all kinds of questions you should bring your me. little computer with all the little music drops and <laughs> movie movie clips and all the stuff actually the way you should have said that Beth is Beth is an open book and Bo just reads it out loud <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to have uh, a good time. Uh, 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 Kim Bratton uh, is going to be there, uh, uh, you know, helping moderate the conversation. And our buddy Edwin Peacock, who invited us in the first place to be there. And I'm really happy to have the opportunity to do this because uh, they invited me to speak about three years ago. And uh, it meant a lot to me that they did because this is the Rotary Club that my father grew up. Uh, my Aww. father was in when I was growing up. Oh, that's special. So I didn't he, know that. And I, I think he's going to be able to watch via the, the, the live stream, uh, which which is cool because when I was growing up, my dad was a member of this particular Charlotte Rotary Club, and he used to tell me about going in and to meetings. And uh, so they asked me to, to speak. This is before you got here and before we, were, we had the show together. And I did it, but it was during the pandemic. And so I actually did it sitting right here on Zoom over my computer. So I don't know if you ever got a chance to do this during COVID, but giving a speech uh, over Zoom, where you can see the people there, but you know when you say something, you can't hear laughter, you can't hear applause if there is any. But you can <laughs> see when people would make the emoji of, of of holding their hand up or applause. But it was this really weird thing where I was sitting in this room because uh, if I wasn't going to do it there, I was trying to think of a good backdrop of where I would do this. And, right. and so I said, well, how about in the studio where I actually do the show? And and it was fun and it was well received. But I remember thinking. 
man, I, I really don't feel like I got the full effect of that. Like I want to be there at the place with the with the crowd and with the people and being able to talk to people. And so now uh, this is just as well because about three and a half years later, uh, now I get to do the same thing with you and talk about this show that we're doing and, and see people and interact. So uh, I feel like now I'm making it right. Yes, and I completely understand that because right after I got back from uh, Haiti, I did a few years of um, what I was basically doing is traveling and doing motivational speaking and – Right when the pandemic hit, there was a women's event that uh, they kept the they kept the event and it, the whole thing was via Zoom and I was the keynote speaker and it was the same kind of experience because you know I had like moments written into my speech that were funny or that were emotional and you can't hear anything or see anything. I was just sitting in my guest bedroom at my <laughs> house. <laughs> Yeah. in pajama pants with a nice top on you know and it, the whole thing fell flat and so when you have this experience too not only and it's so much better now that I have a partner in crime at everything that I am at whether it be work or even public events we're always together at these things now to be able to interact with you with other people just feels like everything is right with the world well and and if you happen to be there at the one three years ago this is not going to be the same thing this is you and me together this is super tuesday i imagine there's going to be a lot of political talk because uh, i mean look uh, it's the biggest day on the calendar uh, for politics other than november uh, yeah. in, a, in a presidential election year so that'll be at the charlotte rotary club uh, in uptown on tuesday it's our uh, next chance to get out and uh, do some uh, public speaking and and such so i I didn't want to say anything until I saw the official newsletter go out Just in out case yesterday. they said, mm, we changed our mind. <laughs> well, they, they asked me almost a year ago, and I, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that we were all still uh, you know, on the schedule, and yeah. we are. So um, We'll see you there if you're there. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we got into this yesterday. Toward the end of the show. And, and the time is ticking down on this segment, but... We've gotten some intel, some follow-up on the whole Carowinds renaming the Intimidator ride. Uh, and I, you know, look, you and I both love Carowinds. We, we grew up going there, so we could talk about Carowinds for six hours. But I, I wondered if this story would be a big deal to anybody yesterday because they announced, Carowinds did, that uh, Dale Earnhardt uh, Incorporated, DEI, uh, has ended its, its agreement with Carowinds so they can no longer name that ride the Intimidator. They've, got, they've changed it. Now it's going to be called, if you haven't heard this, Thunderstriker. Thunderstriker. And yesterday I was I had a lot of issues with Thunderstriker because thunder doesn't strike. Lightning strikes. They could call it the lightning striker. But now we have we have some entail. 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 <laughs> Every some, now and again I get really southern. We got some entail for you. Uh, which makes it make more sense, but I still need... I still need it to be just a hair better, just a hair better. And by the way, by the way, does anybody watch Love is Blind in here, the the show on Netflix? Okay, so it's this season, season six, shot in Charlotte. Uh-huh. Charlotte looks spectacular on camera. Yesterday, they or Wednesday, they dropped the latest two episodes. Carowinds featured prominently in the episode. Oh, okay. See, I, I've been hearing about this, and I have not watched it yet. And uh, I think I'm going to have to because of the Charlotte thing, because it's it's like... It's just it's all Charlotte, right? Yeah, it's in Charlotte. It's the 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 dating, the life is happening in Charlotte, like Cafe Goodyear or the Goodyear House. It's on there. There are all these little restaurants on there. The the townhouses they live in, but Carowinds, Uptown, Uptown looks spectacular. They even did um, Vanessa Lachey and Nick Lachey. I watched the show, guys. They did their stand ups from um, the stadium, Truest Field. 
It was beautiful. It was Tommy the V. Viola with him. <laughs> I'm sure he was on the other side of the camera watching. <laughs> and Dan Rakowski walked up and said, yeah, what's, what's going, going on, on here? here? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> All right, when we come back, I'll tell you what we know uh, further about the, uh, the Intimidator Carowinds situation. Because we had questions yesterday. A lot of them. Yeah, uh, like thunder doesn't strike, people. Well, and, and, and who, who, who's causing the divorce? Right, right, and and all day long. I didn't mention this yesterday, but all I know, I was thinking, you know, all the things they could have chosen. Like Thunder Road was sort of a like an iconic ride. Why would you, why would you take that name from that old ride? You just leave that one where it was. But yeah. there's a good answer to that. There is a good answer, and Thunder Road iconic. People, the, it was like the largest wooden coaster mm-hmm. for a long. As time. As we all know, that closed many years ago. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's torn down now. We all know that. It thunder, feel the thunder. Lightning and the thunder, 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 feel the thunder. Yeah. Lightning and the thunder. Thunder Striker. Thunder, thunder. That's going to be the new name at Carowinds for the Intimidator. We talked about this yesterday because the news hit. Now, 24 hours later, some further details. Charlotte Observer has an article out this morning. Describes it like this. Carowinds' partnership with Dale Earnhardt, Inc., for naming the roller coaster ended on December 31st. Carowinds refused to say why the agreement was not renewed. Uh, Earnhardt's wife, Teresa, is chief executive officer of the Mooresville-based company, DEI. Officials there did not respond to a request for comment Thursday. The licensing deal with DEI also included roller coasters in Kings Dominion in Virginia, which is owned by Carowinds' parent company, Cedar Fair. Uh, Intimidator 305 has been temporarily renamed Project 305 there. I didn't realize they had an Intimidator there, too. I know. That was uh, that was news to me as well. And, and if you remember last year, the big story was that Cedar Fair, you know, merged with Six Flags. Right. And it's this huge parent company now that's going to have an office, uh, a, a, a corporate office in this space here, which was a huge financial story for us here in Charlotte because that's a really, really big deal. But I would imagine, and we got an email about this from someone yesterday, I would imagine that that entire merger probably had something to do with this as well. Yeah, yeah. And I would, I mean... Again, we're just sort of reacting to uh, the information we've been given so far. Now, this I did not know, because I will tell you, throughout the day yesterday, I was thinking about this, and I thought, of all the names they could have chosen, you know, they, they took half of a name from probably its most famous ride of all time that's oh. not there anymore, but Thunder Road was the deal. I mean, that was the... That was the centerpiece of the whole theme park for, what, 30 years? Yes. I mean, when my family used to, to, to go to Carowinds, I used to... Um, lay in bed and say prayers that it would rain so we wouldn't have to go because my family, they all love roller coasters and I'm terrified of roller coasters. So I have to ride them all. So my dad was like, you're going to do the trifecta. We're going to ride. This is the Waniac. We're going to ride the Carolina Cyclone. You're going to ride White Lightning and you're going to ride Thunder Road. And I used to stand in line counting how many seconds it would take for the car to get from the top of Thunder Road to the bottom so that I would know how how many seconds I was going to be in pain. So I would sit there and count. And then, but then as a high schooler, I totally got into Thunder Road because they, they started doing the cars that one one side went forward mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and one side went backwards. Mm-hmm. I, went, I liked the backwards one because I couldn't see Did it. Did your dad ever tie your tooth to a roller coaster? <laughs> <laughs> he would have if they would have let him, I'm sure. Uh, along with the new name, the roller coaster's area at Carowinds is now called Thunder Road. So, okay. 
That makes a little more sense. So the whole, it's going to have this whole themed area called Thunder Road, which makes me really happy. You guys know Bo and I love nostalgia, when it, especially Carowinds. Come on, we grew up at Carowinds. If they're going to call it Thunder Road, I get it. But couldn't they come up with something still better than Thunder Striker? You're in the Thunder Road section. You could have been like... Thunder cats or <laughs> Thunder cats. Thunder cats. <laughs> no, wait. That, okay, that, that's, that's, not, a, that's that's a whole cool. '80s cartoon tangent. Thunder yes. cats. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but they could have come up with something better than Thunder Striker. I still, I still like Thunder. It's better than Bernie's off-the-air suggestion from yesterday. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we do. We can't say which that will remain off the air. Yeah, we cannot say that. On Might it be available on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> like, what else could you do with Thunder? The thundercloud. No, eh, it's kind is of that child. also not kind cool? Of kitty. Well, is what was ch- the guy who called yesterday who said uh, Thunder Thunder Ride and then Thunder Road? But, Remember? Oh, because right. they call it the Thunder Ride, and then after you get off of it, said now you have Thunder, but it would technically be Thunder Ridden. Mm-hmm. Or you could say now you've been thunderstruck. <laughs> or nah. you just Thunder Road this ride. <laughs> that would work. Um, so they say that they're honoring the region's stock car history and cult classic 1958 film Thunder Road. So can I read? <laughs> Which resonates with today's young people. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. And, and those fellow kids who were on the radio talking about riding Thunder Road in the 80s. In the 80s. Yeah. So I, I remember when they invented roller coasters. <laughs> can I read the backstory? They've created an entire backstory. Can I read this out loud? Because this is like the whole marketing thing for what this Thunder Striker is going to be. Thunder Striker was built in the back of Earl's Garage. On Thunder Road, Master right, Mechanics bread, bread and milk or whatever. <laughs> Master Mechanics stripped down the old jalopy and scrounged up parts to create a souped-up engine that's optimized for pure speed. Now Thunderstriker is the champion of the dirt road racers, the fastest, meanest hot rod in two states. Lucky visitors of Earl's might get to hop in the sleek, black-bodied roadster with signature lightning bolts painted on the hood, and they'll surely get the ride of a lifetime—a high-fueled, high-thrill spin. Through the Carolinas. Who wrote that? I don't know. Now see, some guy Earl. named Earl. Earl. Well, well read, Beth. Now I was tracking on it being like a homage to the ride that sort of built the place, that put him on the map, Thunder Road, and now I realize it has nothing to do with Thunder Road, the ride. I mean, it's it's not. I, it has a backstory. In a a fake backstory. Right, right, right. It has a past. Yeah, it actually does have a backstory. They paved paradise and put Check up a water past. park. They put up a water park. Which oh. is what's there now. I mean, I'm, and I'm sure there's people who love the water park, and I think it's called that's called Thunder Splash. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone out of the pool. <laughs> and what's the name of the one I haven't ridden yet? There's another one they built a few years of the, the, the Copperhead Strike. Copperhead Strike. Oh, is that why they're using Strike? Wait a minute. Like Wait a minute. going to be a Strike? Hold on. So they have a ride that's one's Copperhead Strike and one's Thunder Striker. So maybe they're going to name Fury like Striker 365 or 325 is what is it? Fury 325. Fury 325, which I also cannot ride that one. I drive past Carowinds and see how tall that hill is, and I start crying. I just drive past it. (laughs) (laughs) I've ridden it once. I'm so scared of that Yeah, you did ride it. Mark Mark was one of the first to ride it around here. Yeah, in fact, (laughs) there's still video of me online riding it and screaming like a little girl. Don't you have... You didn't like it? But don't you have the the, the radio story you did on that? Yeah. We need to to find that. that, I do need to find that. Because uh, that would fit right in line. I mean, you know, I want to see what it sounds like when someone's stricken with thunder. (laughs) Yeah, what happens if you get a thunder strike? (laughs) (laughs) If it was a bowling alley, I would get it. Thunder striker bowling alley. Well, you got room. 
I could build one there. Uh, when we come back, hey, it is the often imitated, never duplicated Friday staple, the Friday news oh, quiz. Yeah. We got good some news. good questions for Tommy you Tommy can't win this week. That's right. Oh, he can't? He's not here. Yeah, we oh, kicked, good. We kicked him out of the room. <laughs> this is Mark Garrison. Oh, this is it. <laughs> Are you proud of I hope there's no curse words. This, no, there's not. This is just where when Carowinds put a, a, a GoPro on me and my son and a, and a couple of other guys riding it for the first time you during a, media day. You're a brave soul. I I can't. The, the hill's too big. It's just too big. That was just a set of Mark just sitting there before the ride started. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> That's right. It's on a YouTube. Crying like a little girl. <laughs> it's on a webpage called uh, We Put a GoPro on Mark and Here's What Happens. <laughs> Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Hey, I know that sound. Me too. It's time for the Friday News Quiz with Mark Garrison. Indeed. How long has it been since Sugarbath won? Uh, weeks. Three Ever weeks? since Tommy started working this shit. Yeah, as soon as, as soon as Tommy started working, my losing streak began. Yeah, Tommy's see, like Tommy Tom keeps Brady. scores. I think he cheats. Think Tommy he's... Tommy won two weeks in a row, and then I won last week. Oh, that's right. Bernie's uh, the, Bernie's okay. the defending champion. That's right, because I wasn't here last week. Let the Wookiee win. <laughs> so are you keeping score, too? Uh, George is going to keep score for Oh, us that's trouble. All right. Wow. I here gave George go. a big I, hug before I've been the... good this year, Santa. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yesterday was National Leap Day. Yes. True or false? Okay. If you are born on Leap Day, you are called a leapsy. True or false? False. false. Yes, fake. I agree. False. Fake. Yeah, false. false. Fake mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's false. You're, you know what you are called? A leapling. A leapling. Le- yeah. A leapling. I thought it was a leper. Because it sounds like a... <laughs> <laughs> That's like way that worse. That's You're, way a worse. You're a leper. You're a leper. Yeah. Right. Leaper. Leapler. A leapsy's kind of sounds better than leapling. Leapling sounds like a garden gnome. Well, that would have been really embarrassing if you and I both got that one wrong. I know. We talked about this yesterday. Oh, did you really? Yes. Uh, see, I don't listen to your show. I mean, uh, I, I don't catch everything. Uh, what city is the leap year capital of the world? Did you talk about this yesterday? Is it Portland, Oregon, Anthony, Texas, or Little Rock, Arkansas? The leap year capital of the world. What makes something the leap year capital of the world? Is it the most leap babies? Most leaplings? Let's well, see. Just pick the town, okay. Beth. <laughs> just answer the question. Just, yeah. I'm we, gonna, we get a lecture oh, every Bo's day. looking at his cheat sheet. I'm waiting for Bo. Oh, oh wait. Is, is, is Bo Googling the, this? I forgot there. what the choices were. <laughs> okay, Portland, Portland Oregon, Oregon, Anthony, Texas, or Little Rock, Arkansas, Bill Clinton. I'm going to go. go with Anthony, Texas. All right, because I think he's cheating. <laughs> I'm going to go with Anthony, no. Texas. <laughs> no, I'll say, I, I'll I'll say just, Little Rock. I do not have relations with those people. I'll go Little Rock with that woman. It was uh, Anthony, Texas. Wow, Bo cheated. I, yeah. I did show prep yesterday. Yeah, but cheated. now, so, okay, so here we go. I was trying go. to play mind games because he was making fun of Little Rock, like he's making that, like, a, a throw-in one. I think that's the real one. <laughs> yeah. And I tricked so, myself. So, Beth was asking about that. So, true or false, Anthony, Texas was voted as the capital of Leap Year by the Board of Directors of the International Leap Festival. Is that true or false? The Board of Directors of the International Leap Festival. I don't mm-hmm. think there's such a thing. I'm going to go false. I'm going to say it's 100% true. I'm going to go with Zoki on that one. True. I'm going to be the only one that says it's false. No. Then you'll probably win. Nope, nope. I'm going to I'm gonna say it's false. And you would be correct. It is false. 
And the, wow. the, the real story is a woman named Marianne Brown went to the Chamber of Commerce there and said, let's call ourselves the Leap Year Capital. And they said, sure, we'll do it. So <laughs> I could, you say, could you say we were right again one more time, Mark? <laughs> could you say that one more time we were right? You're right. Well, why is it not playing? <laughs> We had a whole special moment. Oh. You know what? I'm going to go to the Charlotte. There we go. There it is. I'm going to go to the Charlotte City Council and be like, we should be called the best chili and onions capital of the world. Yeah. Yeah. No. And they would say, your time's up, ma'am. Show her the door. <laughs> this right. is a weird subway. <laughs> Where do I get my eyeglasses? Like, but what would it be? It's just a random capital of the world. I know. Today is National Dress in Blue Day. That's today. Well, that's every day for me. Hey, I dressed in blue. Why is blue, or what is the blue supposed to remind us of? Colon cancer, hospice care, or childhood vaccinations? Wow. Hospice care? What with hospice care? What was the first one? Uh, Colon cancer. I'm going to go with colon cancer. It's probably colon cancer. I think uh, it is also A, colon cancer. Hospice care. It's colon cancer. Sorry, Jim. I haven't gotten anything right. I'll get the first one. Ooh. All right, Panthers owner David Tepper getting a lot of bad press, especially for raising ticket prices. Who said it's got to be alarming to the NFL that this man even owns a team? Who said that? Frank Reich, Stephen A. Smith, or Mad Dog Russo? uh, Mad Dog Russo. Yes, uh, it's C, because we played the whole thing yesterday. Mad Dog Bounty Hunter. (laughs) Actually, you're all wrong. It was Stephen A. who said that. Oh, you know what? What? You know what? And and you're exactly right, because Stephen A. came out at the very end. (laughs) That was was a trick question. Boy, I set y'all all off on that, because I was like, it was Mad Dog. No, Mad Dog was famous for having That was stealth Mark Garrison right there. That's right. That's right. That's all right, Steve Udelson retired as chief meteorologist at WSOC. What year did he start? 1994, 1997, or 1999? 94. Yeah, I'm going to say 94. 94. <laughs> You're all wrong. It was 97. Oh, wow. I thought he was celebrating 40 years. That's man. what I thought, too. No. 27 years he'd be Would yeah. that be 30 years? Ray Boylan said, not yet. I don't know nothing about nothing. No, I can't do math. <laughs> Well, this year ends in a four, so nothing's a round number. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Hunter Biden testified about his family's business dealings. One Republican said he was defiant and dishonest in his testimony. Who said that? Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, or Nancy Mace? Nancy Mace. Nancy Grace Mace. <laughs> Nancy Grace. <laughs> Nancy Face, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Nancy Mace. It was Nancy Mace. It was Nancy Mace. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> Just a little lagging on the. Yeah. On the we, have, we haven't needed that for a while. We, we got to replace the, ba- the batteries. <laughs> Mark usually takes care of it on his phone. That's right. I just decided not to. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. It's Friday. I'm feeling lazy. It's March Friday. now. Charlotte crime. <laughs> Wednesday night, two guys were caught with a U-Haul full of stolen stuff from a building site. What did they have? Stoves, chest freezers, fluorescent tubes. Stoves. 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 Definitely appliances. <laughs> What did Jim say? Definitely appliances. appliances. They had stoves. <laughs> yes. Were we exactly talking about the story right. about they stole appliances? <laughs> did I hear that somewhere else? Maybe it's on Let's NPR. See. I don't know. <laughs> you listen to NPR, Jim? <laughs> I don't know. It was a podcast. I don't remember. Which country voted on Monday to allow Sweden to join NATO? Sweden's getting in. Which country made it possible with a vote on Monday? Turkey, Liechtenstein, or Hungary? 
I just like saying Lichtenstein. I'm Hungarian, so I'm going to say I do Hungary. like saying Lichtenstein, but that's not my answer yet. I'm, uh, come on, I'm going to say hung, Hungary. Hungary I'm also Hungary. Hungary. Yeah, I'm hungry, too. Right Hungary. I'll go Lichtenstein. It was Hungary. Yeah, I just had to say something. Rally caps. <laughs> Jimbo's coming back. Oh, too late. let's see here. You guys are doing pretty well today. Thank you. Oh, I didn't mean you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys. You guys. That's right. He did say guys. The girl's not he doing good. Guys. Yeah. That girl's not doing so well. That girl. She just. The new girl. All right. A volcano located just 50 miles True. from this country's <laughs> capital erupted 13 times on Tuesday and disrupted a lot of flights. Did that happen in Brazil, Panama, or Mexico? Brazil. Panama. Brazil. Brazil. <laughs> Double D, Brazil. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Wow. You don't have to say everything you think. Well, you started Now, my it. wife tells me all the time, you don't have to say everything you think. So, That's so what Beth said to me. Y'all said Brazil, and you said... Both said Panama. Both said Panama. Said I said Brazil, technically. I'm going to say Mexico because these guys said other things. And you're right. Wow. It was oh, Mexico. That's run away with this today. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, do we have a we winner done? here, Big George? Yes, sir. Oh, all right. We have. Uh, ho, ho, ho. We have Jim at, at four. Oh, sounds like I came in last. We have Bernie at four. Yeah. yeah we do, we have Bo at five. Yeah. And then we have Beth at eight. Whoa. Whoa. Eight. Wow. I didn't even think we had eight questions. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> She's smarter than she looks. <laughs> Eight. I mean, you like lap the field. That's like. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Got to pass the trophy over this way, Bernie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where's that oh, yeah. trophy? I'm taking a picture this week. <laughs> you never know when you'll get she it She wants again. to pee in that cup and take a picture of it. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy broke the top of the trophy, so we're just oh, going to really? He, he did. He admitted he did. to me that he did. I would like trophy. to thank my mom. <laughs> I'd like to thank my dad. I'd she's like... had so many awards and <laughs> like like things like in her life. Carowinds. Next, she's going to start singing and tap dancing. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to thank Carowinds and Bo Thompson. It's Butter Squash Festival <laughs> champion. I'd like to thank Mark Garrison Wait. for coming up with these questions. I love you. Weren't you the Butterbean Queen in Cabarrus County? The Queen. No. No. Uh, no, I thought you were something up there. But I was, yeah, I was something up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was known by her reputation. Oh, no. So those are the numbers I'm seeing in all those. Uh, no, 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 no. Yes, I grew up. I grew up in Cabarrus County and did did some. I thought you got some. Pageant. I was I was Miss Cabarrus County. Yeah. Miss Cabarrus. I was. Oh, Miss Cabarrus that County, yeah. was. She's still working like, on world peace for all of us. It was in '97. It was in '97, the same, same year, year that Steve Udelson started. started. Yeah. Oh, I should have remembered that. Full circle that. moment. Should I should have remembered that. You and good old Steve. He probably emceed the event. Mm-hmm. All right, the acceptance speech yeah. is over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eight forty-five on WBT. <laughs> Butterbean <laughs> Queen. I would much rather be the Butterbean Queen. Yeah, yeah, it would fit you. Sounds yeah. delicious. It- <laughs> <laughs> Not the Queen, the the Butterbean. <laughs> Thunderlips is here in the flesh, baby. <laughs> Oh my god. The ultimate male versus the ultimate meatball. <laughs> See? Leave it to Hulk Hogan and Rocky Three to pull everything full circle here. Missed on opportunity. The world's collide. <laughs> I mean, if they're gonna do a Thunder Road themed area of the of Carowinds now, how is Thunderlips not the name of the roller coaster? And how do they not have a subway with cold meatball subs? Right, it would be all of those things. It could bring it like Bo said, I just realized that what he meant was it tied it all together. <laughs> <laughs> and if you weren't with there. us, that's why we have a podcast uh, that Bernie so uh, ably puts together for us every day. <laughs> what? <laughs>
<laughs> you guys can't see this, but when I said that, Beth put her hand up like, everybody, listen, I've got something. I have a very important announcement. <laughs> we have been getting so many incredible messages from our listeners, and I'm so proud of Sue, our listener, who came up with what I think it's not Thunder Lips, it's not Meatball Subs. She came up with the best name for the Thunderstriker. Instead of Thunderstriker, the roller coaster. Y'all, Sue needs to be hired by Carowinds. Rolling Thunder. Ah. Rolling hmm. Thunder. Because Thunder rolls. Yes. As a Thunder roll. I get it. And it's a roller coaster. Roller oh. coaster. And it rolls on rails. <laughs> Anybody else remember the video game Rolling Thunder? No. No. Did you ever go outside when you were a kid? <laughs> Come on, somebody's got to remember this game. I do not remember Rolling Thunder. Oh, it's great. I spent all of my time playing Burger Time. Burger Time? Burger Time. That's lame. Burger that, Time? I loved Burger Time. <laughs> Dig Dug is what where is, it was at. What Dig is Dug is. Time? Wait, what you never heard of Burger Time? No. That was okay. a video game. So that's the new weekend at, or weekdays at Burger's yeah, Day. Exactly. What console was it on? I think it was Coleco. I think it was a Coleco. <laughs> One that was in an arcade. No idea. So the, the whole premise was there were different levels. Kind of The levels kind of looked like Donkey Kong looked, but there were different aspects of the burger, like the bun. Like, <laughs> this does not sound cool. <laughs> right, that's, yeah. It was at Frank's uh, Meat and Bread. <laughs> there was, a you know, like the meat and then the, the lettuce. <laughs> Oh, no. I was so happy I oh, asked no. her to explain it. Sounds this. like she's diagramming the McDLT or something. <laughs> and the, one half's cold, one's hot. The whole premise of the game was you were a, you were a chef and you had to run over the the bun to make it fall to the bottom so that you could make the burger. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. And she thought this was the best game. <laughs> you didn't kill anybody, like nothing. Just making burgers. But you had to climb up the stairs. Yeah, you didn't have to shoot anybody. It was a non-violent game. All I was doing was making hamburgers, It's the guys. game where you make a snack. But you don't get to eat it. <laughs> That's right. true. You know? So I never thought that uh, the renaming of, of The Intimidator would, would, would bring us to this, but I should have known. Bring us to burger time. Like, how did that even uh, happen? We also got a, a message. I just tried to tie it all together with a meatball and thunder lips, and <laughs> now we've gone down <laughs> another it, rabbit hole. And we've unraveled it all. it took me it a minute to get it. Daryl said we should call it Thunder Boomer. I like that, too, because Thunder does boom, and it could be a little, you know, homage to our, our Boomer. And yeah. kids love Boomer. A thunder so boomer. Perfect for they, love boomer. they love Boomer more than they love Santa, and he's over in the corner here. Kids want to go on the Boomer ride. Oh, I, I just think it's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. And then it doesn't move; it's just stuck in traffic. Then <laughs> you just sit there, like move like an inch, yeah, and play and plays oldies. <laughs> That's actually a great idea. I would ride that roller that coaster if it just stayed there and didn't go anywhere. Um, and then Connie, <laughs> Connie. I, this is, I love, I love, love, love our listeners. Connie used to work you. with the, <laughs> the folks who came up with the name Carowinds and Rip Roaring Rapids. Bo and I have talked about this. Like the Rip Roaring Rapids ride, you used to have to wait like an hour and a half to get mm-hmm. on Rip Roaring Rapids. Connie actually wrote the tagline, you'll have a Rip Roaring good time. She sent us a message about it. You may get wet. You, you will, will get, get soaked. soaked. No, actually. No, no, no. No, no, no we said it wrong. We messed it you up. You will get you wet. You will get wet. You, you may, may get, get soaked. soaked. Yeah. <laughs> My brother had one of those um, calculator watches. Remember when those were cool? Mm-hmm. Or were those ever cool? I my don't know. Brother, my brother had one. We made fun of him. 
Oh, well, <laughs> we should have made fun of my brother, but he wore it on Rip Roaring Rapids, and he was in the seat that went under the waterfall and, and got it soaked, broke it. Broke the watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. that thing was, that had, that had too much going on to be waterproof, too. Bo, you remember, we had a studio at Carowinds every weekend. BT was uh, broadcasting mm-hmm. from down there every weekend. I got a picture of H.A. Thompson standing out in front of it. Uh, it's one of my favorite, you know, old school pictures, but it yeah. It was really cool. So in the, uh, it started off as, as WBTs, and then it became WBCYs ah. in the 80s, because, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I used to walk in that place all the time we used to have a music jock here his name was bob morgan had a big voice (laughs) and i was visiting him down there one saturday and he goes you can tell that saturday's group ugly day here at carowinds (laughs) oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> can we open? Can we reopen that studio and do our show from Carowinds That'd in the summer? Cool. Just because I, I want to hear what Mark just, Garrison's going to say. Was it just a sponsor reason, or why was it at Carowinds um, the studio? It's a full blown studio. But, what, but yeah. why? Is well, they just you know it's like a re- remote. Cool, you know how they have a one of the. It's not us, but there's a, a group of stations in town that used to have studios at the epicenter. Mm-hmm. Same thing. It's like a cool place to have yeah. satellite studios. Good publicity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Y'all, I just missed everything that you just said because Connie <laughs> Connie <laughs> just good. wrote us again. She's listening, and she also she didn't just name the the the, the slogan. She named Rip Roaring Rapids Rip Roaring Rapids. She named the ride. Oh wow! And now it's gone. I know. After 30 <laughs> years, it, it was gone. But can you imagine having that as your? That's her job. That was her Naming job. Rides? She named Now, rides. not to be ugly here, but how do we know she's telling you <laughs> the group truth? Ugly. Oh, because I, I trust people. Okay. I trust people. She wrote the You'll Have a Ripper on Good Time t- tagline as well. What she, else did she do? Love you. Why do you talk about <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got, one, we got the final hour ahead on a big Friday morning. Uh, one, one warning about the next hour. Uh, you will get wet. You may get soaked. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. From News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, this is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. John Hancock, You know, uh, I had somebody the other day ask me, why doesn't he say it anymore? And I said, I don't know, I'll ask him, but you know, the why don't you give us a Friday, hey there, hi there. Oh, hey there, hi there, ho there. I don't, guess I don't do it daily anymore. But we're as, we're as Friday as we can be, right? Yeah, well, I'd forgotten about that part. <laughs> yeah. But that was kind of the way I opened the show, as yeah. opposed to... Well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm coming in here now as the like uh, the final chapter or the uh, you know the index. When you come in, some days you know, especially the the segment, you you usually come in about right before the last segment is done. Are you sometimes thinking, what in the heck have I walking into? What kind of barrel of monkeys is this? I can answer that. Nah. Yes, <laughs> because because that was that was talk. At least when I was doing it, you walked in, you never knew. We have that's two. That's one of the beauties of talk. I'm sorry, Bo, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's one of the beauties of talk is that you come in all prepared to go off in a certain direction, and within five minutes, you've lost complete control of the show. <laughs> yeah. We have two times yes. each week where we see the look 
We see the look on David Chadwick's face, and we see it on your face. And it's not like, uh, I don't want to do this, or I don't like how this sounds, but it's usually you guys are walking into something, Mm -hmm. and you're thinking, what did I just walk into? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then we bring you into the chaos, and then uh, by the time the hour's over, you're one of us. That's how my career started here, was what am I walking into. So I I, I, I doubt very seriously that you all could uh, duplicate that. No, I, I know for a fact that we could not, um, because I was uh, I was running around here as a little kid back then. I remember those days. And, you know, you walked into uh, just a really, really unusual situation, and look what you did with it. So, I mean, more, you know, but it's all, actually, all props to John Hancock. It's, it's kind of interesting the way things work out, because if it hadn't been for the volatile start, I don't know that the rest of it would have fallen into place. Yeah. You can always find a reason that when you think you're in the middle of a storm, sometimes you're actually in the the, the making of you know some kind of no, diamond. That's exactly right. It's a, you know, it's like a fighter who gets knocked down in the first round, then gets up and beats the guy. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, nobody wants to be in the storm, but sometimes the storm is what it takes to make you realize what you have on the other side of the storm. Well, the fact was that I started off with everybody in town talking about me. They either said I hate him or I love him or I don't really know about him, but they were all talking about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's that was the key of what you wanted. Uh, have you heard the guy who replaced H.A.? Oh, I hate him. Oh, I love him. Oh, I'm not quite sure that's going to, you know, I mean, but yeah. everybody was... Uh, so all of a sudden, I had become, I was becoming a, 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 a big name in spite of myself. What did that do to you at the time? Was it nerve-wracking? Was it was it? Um, I didn't know what to do with it. I can remember calling my dad and said I may have made a really, really bad mistake by coming here. But uh, that was the day that uh, oh, I was telling him about the phone calls we were getting. Because we had no phone screeners. So if you got in and didn't get a busy signal, you were going to get on the air. And if you wanted to tell me to go back where I came from or whatever, we didn't even have a delay. I'm surprised the language uh, wasn't uh, an issue but and it was in some cases <laughs> but uh yeah this is how they answered the phones hi bt <laughs> that was one, it one guy told me to go perform that act upon myself once on the air and that was interesting and there was a there was a, a short pause and i remember telling the guy i said well two things about that one it's physically impossible and two, if it were possible, do you really think I'd be here today? <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. I said, the, le- the leg cramps will kill you. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. It just, uh, it was, uh, it all added to the total story. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'll be forever thankful for that. You know, we haven't talked much about this. Uh, Mark mentioned it in his news quiz, and I, I saw it on your uh, your show sheet, so I actually purposely, purposely um, held on to it. But, uh, you know, uh, another uh, member of the old guard in Charlotte Media uh, uh, hanging it up this week. Uh, in this particular case, it's Steve Udelson over at uh, Channel 9, uh, who has been uh, the chief meteorologist over there. I was thinking it was 94, but Garrison said it was 97. 97. Yeah, it was 97. So still a long time, but, uh, you know, I've never met Steve. Um, I've watched Steve for years. You know, you, when you work in this business, uh, you cannot meet people but still feel like you know them, right? Because mm-hmm. we all sort of, uh, especially in a building like this where it's radio and TV hybrid, um, 
but I, I, I hate that. I, maybe I will meet Steve, but uh, Steve uh, has been just a, an institution in the Charlotte market, and I, I'm glad we, we got a spot here to, uh, to salute him because, uh, yeah, when, when, you're, when you're somewhere that long, and Al Conklin will get a similar send-off whenever uh, – he, he's kind of the old guard guy now. He and, he and Larry Sprinkle now, right, I would well, say? And uh, the guy at CNC? Brad Panovich. Oh, Panovich. yeah. And I'll see, Panovich came a little bit after – uh, Panovich hasn't been here as long as you. Panovich has used social media better than any of them to establish himself. Oh, he's a genius at it. Yeah, I mean, I got to work with him. He's every really day. good. Uh, Conklin um, is just good at what he does. Um, plus, he's a friend of mine. Um, Udelson, I did not know until I had my leg amputated, and he reached out to me. Oh. And then uh, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, when we did the uh, bike drive down at uh, Bank of America Stadium, he came by. Oh. And that was when I met him. And he's just, uh, I was reading a lot of what people had to say about him today, uh, over the last couple of days. And uh, he apparently is as nice a guy as he is, uh, as... Uh, a pro. He's yeah. uh, just supposed to be a, a really nice, caring, charismatic guy. But he's uh, he certainly has been with me. And, I, you know, I, I left him a message and said, let me know if you need pointers on waking up on a Wednesday with nothing to do. <laughs> um, he's, just a, he's just a pro's pro. So yeah. I, I, w- I wish him the best. He's got a beautiful family. I think that's... Uh, essentially where he's off to is to uh, spend more time with family. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to uh, clarify, when I, I, I was talking about, you all brought up Brad Panovich. The only reason I, I put Brad Panovich in that same category as Udelson and, and some of the greats here, but Panovich, uh, Panovich started in 2003, so I was speaking from a longevity standpoint, yeah. not here quite as long as somebody that goes back like Udelson or, or Al Conklin. But, I mean, or Eric Thomas. I mean, yeah. Eric Thomas is... Uh, uh, he was kind of the dean, um, and uh, I, I'm with you. I think uh, Udelson was 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 right up there mm-hmm. and, in that and, same category. And Panovich, uh, I think, by the time he's finished, he sort of uh, blazed his own trail here. I mean, because you're right, uh, Brad Panovich, weather guy or not, sort of he's one of to me the pioneers, at least locally, of social media. He so he, he was the meteorologist when I was the anchor at, at WCNC. So we worked together every day. And one of my favorite things to do is in between the the six o'clock news and the eleven o'clock news, we had a lot of time. We would just sit in there in his weather center and talk. One of the smartest human beings I've ever met. He if you're if you're in a room with Brad Panovich, he's the smartest guy in the room, and you can just listen to him talk. I mean, he just knows so much information and would give me the most remarkable pieces of trivia. I felt like a smarter person every day when I walked out of his weather center. It was, I loved that about him. Well, Susan and I have had the conversation about, because she works for Channel 3. And if you think about it, 3 has completely turned around. Um, All the guys that were there when I got here are gone. Uh, and that's true with so many of the other TV stations. Mm-hmm. I still run into Bill Walker from time to time. Uh, he's still got the best voice in the business, mm-hmm. he and H.A. Thompson. Um, but uh, they're just, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, and and, and there's an awful lot of people that come and go pretty quickly now. I think a lot of people want to get in the business, and then they find out the business is not what they necessarily uh, uh, bargained for. Mm-hmm. And I understand that completely because the business isn't anything close to what it was when I got into it. 
back right after they invented the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I got regrets all day, gotta get one hit. on that unfit, still on my alma mater. Nightmare slow, throwing haymakers on the water. Gotta get my hair right, love you, good night. Gotta get cleaned up, pressed up, dressed up. Sundown comes around, find me with my head down. Toes turned in with my hands in my pocket. Like a present day hesitating huckleberry fin. So I sneak out, peace out, peek out the curtains of a blacked out bedroom. With a whole herd of sheep Just floating in a circle with some capital Z's Never find me waiting kindly For someone to come remind me Why I struggle so Well it's all for the love of a girl First time I've heard this it's uh, uh, I, I recognize it as Avis because they've done a couple of hard rock uh, type of things, uh, uh, but I, I, I love this. Uh, and if you will Google "Love of a Girl" and read the lyrics, uh, I find it extremely interesting. And somebody uh, wrote the other day and said, "Yeah, I used to. I remember hearing." And he was joking. I remember hearing Johnny Horton do that. Johnny Horton did a song called "I Think for the Love of a Girl." Yeah. And it was a completely different song. This one, um, I'm serious. Go read the lyrics because it's, it's just—it's just. It's just uh, first place, I, I'm fascinated by lyrics anyway because uh, in lyrics you have—it's uh, <clears throat> perfectly okay to uh, not make any sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I—I I, uh, I didn't realize they had a new song, and uh, then you uh, brought it to my attention yesterday, and a new album coming out. But I said, you know what? I'm going to play this for the first time and hear it on the air when we're with you. So this is the new Avett Brothers Love of a Girl song ahead of their new album. It's a hard up, hard luck planet that we're living on. Heartache, partaking of the blue ribbon. On most of the trails that we didn't put rails on. Showing at the funeral home with bells on. Gotta get woken up, opened up all the way. Lawyer on the phone saying, hey, just call to say. Still two or three bills in the mail on the way. Hope you're doing all right. Hope you had a great day. Well, as a matter of fact, I ain't really doing half bad I was out running errands from early till half past four And I got a good deal on flowers at the grocery store It emphasizes the uh, the harmonies that they're so famous for. <laughs> That's good stuff. And I, it, to me, it almost comes off as uh, uh, rock and rap. Yeah, I mean, which uh, uh, maybe uh, maybe there's a place for that. I'd I'd like to see them get a bona fide, and I mean this uh, with with love. I hope they understand me saying this. Um, uh, a, a bona fide hit. Um, I don't know if there's a place on the radio, uh, and I don't think they really care necessarily. Um, 
There's probably a little piece in there that would like to have a a, a hit hit like song a number one, but I don't think that's why they do it. But they've reached a point where uh, you know they don't they don't need a hit no, for they this don't. To, for this to be justified. Go to a Red Rock show. I mean, they sell the place out three nights a year, yeah. um, three uh, every year have for twenty some odd years now. I feel like when they, um, you know, uh, they haven't had a quote unquote hit like you're talking about, but the year that they showed up on the Grammys for the first time, you know, and it was the same year that was it Mumford and Sons and the Avett Brothers both sort and of Dylan got, and, and Dylan, yeah, and they got, but but when that happened, I felt like okay, whether or not you ever ever have a song that is going to find its way on a radio station in twenty in the twenty twenty era um you're on the grammys so i mean you've arrived uh, on, on the mainstream scale i think and whatever happened to mumford and son that was that was well, interesting because mumford and sons kind of came in and pulled the carpet out from underneath them in uh, in the hit song category mm-hmm. you know what uh, it reminds me of it reminds me and beth will remember this because we came up right at the same time uh you know in the early 90s uh there was there was Dave Matthews and there was Hootie and the Blowfish, and I know that Darius Rucker has made his own solo career and he's bigger than Hootie was at its at its height. But when when Hootie and Dave Matthews came onto the scene, it was almost exactly at the same time, and uh, and Hootie kind of exploded, and Dave Matthews kind of was like the tried and true slow climb. But then by the time you got to into that at the end of that decade, you know Hootie had disbanded and wasn't really uh, talked about anymore, and Dave Matthews has just kind of had that steady climb all these years and they become you know a real big uh, uh, traveling arena type band loyal or, or, loyal fans or, or not not arena but but outdoor concert you know jam band and and they have had more longevity than 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 Hootie ever did mm. and more and more now in totality commercial success I have not heard the rest of the album because I can't hear music the way that it's done anymore I wrote Scott the other day and I said wow uh, and I can't even hear it right right but uh, um, I, I love that song. From I was what, from the, even the way I can hear. Uh, I, 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 I love that song. I just uh, I googled the lyrics because you said that as I was listening to the the song. So I, I googled the lyrics so that I could read the lyrics as the song was going because this was the first time that I'd heard it was right here live on the air. And you're right, the the lyrics are clever. There, it's it's oh fascinating. Yeah, it's great. That's I, what I used to love about liner notes was uh, they would print the lyrics and you could listen to a new album and uh, and follow the lyrics while they were. Here, while you were hearing the song for the first time, I was yeah. magical. Yeah, I I always loved the thank yous and liner notes. It was the first thing that I would go to when I got a new CD is go read what they would write to the people in their lives that they knew that would give you some nugget about maybe what a, who a song was about or some nugget into the people's personal lives. I was obsessed with the liner notes, I, I, the thank yous, and it was the weirdest thing. I, I, there's not a CD that I had that I didn't go read the thank yous. But you'll never, you know, I, I mean, I listened to this song and and read these lyrics and 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 thought to myself. Uh, what is this song about and what inspired this song and he makes reference to Big Brother at one point and is that uh, Scott talking about Seth and this that, and the other and the fact of the matter is is that you'll probably never know right and lyrics don't have to necessarily um, be pinpointed at something or somebody or even really make sense mm-hmm. uh, if it uh, if it's all of a sudden a uh, twist of the writer's imagination then then that's what 
that's what makes it beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, we that's just so saw true. recently, we were talking about the We Are the World documentary that's on Netflix right now that's so fascinating. And, you know, that was Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson kind of crafting this song. But as you watch the process of it, it wasn't that they sat down and wrote the song and then added the stuff to it. I know sometimes it works that way, but in that particular case, in such a iconic, big, storied song, it was melodies and sort of pieces that they kind of had to sort of try this here, try this there, and then, of course, all those different voices. But, you know, there's not one way to write a song. There are lots of different ways that these things finally become end products. And um, and, and, and the Avett brothers are... Uh, I read know. those lyrics and got to, and was trying to figure out, you know, is this about Genius. Seth and his wife, or is this about... And then I got to thinking, you know, this song might be uh, kind of an intertwined way of talking about Bob Crawford and his daughter, who has met her own challenges in life. Mm-hmm. Um, or it might not be a, a, about any of the above. I, that, that's why music, um, that's why I miss it so much, is because uh, uh, the, the, the endless possibilities of what anything may mean or not mean. Well, you can make it something. I mean, even though these, these guys wrote the lyrics, they're personal to them. They can, you can turn lyrics personal to you and to your experience and tie your own stories to art. And I, I think that's what's so beautiful. Or it can be an observation of uh, something else or somebody else that you've seen. Yeah, and then you yeah. have Billy Joel who just released a song because of a super fan who tracked him down and said, you've got to sing this. And his initial reaction was, oh, no, kid, I don't do that anymore. And then look what it turned into. And so it's magic. It magic. is. Big Weekend presented by Watson Insurance. There's some friends that I know living in this town And I've come far to see them Gonna track them down They live in a brick house White and brown Left a tip for the maid And I packed up my guitar Dropped my key on the counter Rented a car Gonna hook up with them later And go hit the bar I need a big weekend First annual Wish Ball at uh, the Revelry tonight for the uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation, 6 p.m. Cat Williams is in town on Sunday at Bojangles at 7 p.m. The 6th annual Queen City Blues Festival is at Bojangles. That'll be Saturday night at uh, 7 p.m. First Friday Gallery Carl at uh, multiple locations in South End, 5 to 9 o'clock. Uh, I think that's tomorrow. The... Um, 
Charlotte Independence is throwing a preseason party tomorrow at the American uh, Legion Memorial Stadium 1-4. Mid-Hill has a card show on Sunday, car show on Sunday. Uh, and tonight, the improv team of uh, Group and Hugs Harmony is performing at uh, the Charmody Co- Charlotte Comedy Club at 7.30. I can work, I can travel, sleep anywhere, cross every border with nothing to declare. But it's best not to stare I need a big weekend Kick out the dust Yeah, big weekend If you don't run, you rust And there you go I don't know if you noticed, Bo, but uh, the number of times that I missed a word or uh, stuttered during that, I did that on person, so I would hit the post perfectly. <laughs> Just thought I'd point that out. Crushed it, John. That was great. Yeah, there you go. Uh, boom shakalaka. There's a... Uh, I, I know you're, Beth, you're, you're, you're undoubtedly going to the Miley Cyrus-themed drag brunch at uh, Ink and Ivy <laughs> on uh, Sunday from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, I, now I, I'm going to put she it on my now. Yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure that you knew about that. And the ultimate sneaker trade show at the Park Expo is uh, this weekend as well. <laughs> Changing plans. Yes. My, my, Miley Cyrus drag brunch. Oh, boy. What do you serve at that? <laughs> and don't answer. Yeah, don't answer. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. So there you go. There was a whole uh, article that that Bo and I were talking about this weekend that made us uh, think about you, about all of the amazing songs from Tom Petty, all of the which Tom Petty song would Dolly Parton cover if she were to cover a Tom Petty song on the new tribute album? Yeah, I don't know. It's funny you should mention that because we were just talking about music and I was just listening to Tom Petty's Big Weekend and I feel like I hear that the way that it's supposed to be. But I think it's because it's been so repetitious in my life. I don't know. Um, she's gosh, doing I don't this. know. I'd have to go. I'd have to be almost sitting there looking at a list of Tom Petty's uh, catalog to uh, uh, to figure out. Because uh, when I saw the headline, so it's it's Luke Combs, Dolly Parton, and Chris Stapleton, and other country music superstars. They're coming together for a tribute album that will feature hits of legendary musician Tom Petty. And I saw this, and I was thinking about. Tom Petty, I was thinking about you, but the song for me came straight to my head. I knew exactly which one I wanted to hear. And for me, it was Last Dance with Mary Jane. That, that's, to me, that, is, that represents Tom Petty because it was the first song of Tom Petty's that I became familiar with that introduced me to I think Chris to Stapleton could do any of them. Oh, I don't yeah. think Dolly Parton could do any of them. I have the uh, the track list in front of me right here. Uh, the Last Dance with Mary Jane, or technically Mary Jane's Last Dance, by Midland. Do we know who that is? Midland? No idea. Um, let's see. Uh, a few of uh, Learning to Fly by e- the Eli Young Band. Refugee by Winona Judd and Lainey Wilson. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a, do you have any airline bags in here? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see, Southern Accents, Dolly Parton. Uh, Running Down a Dream, Luke Combs is going to do that. 
Chris Stapleton's gonna gonna do a I should have I should have known it. Uh, See, that's a good song for Dolly if you have to do it. The, the southern accents, yeah, because it's slow. It's 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 down key. There's a southern accent where I come from. Yeah. Uh, it's in other words, it's not her trying to emulate a rocker. Um, that's more of a lyrical uh, masterpiece as much as it is a musical masterpiece. You wreck me. By George Strait. Now that one, I like George Strait singing You Wreck Me. I think that's a good idea. I think that would be... I like George Strait. I'd have to hear it. Yeah. Be um, interesting. Let's see. Uh, Rhiannon is uh, singing Don't Come... Did you just say that? Don't Come Around Here No More? No, no, no. I, I didn't have that one. I thought you were going to say Rihanna. Rihanna, <laughs> Rhiannon yeah, Giddens like... featuring Benmont Tent. <laughs> well, that's that's one of Petty's band guys. Okay, because I've been saying all of these random words today that don't seem to make sense, but then once you put them all together, they start making sense. I think it's Benchmont, or, um, but yeah, he was the uh, keyboard player for uh, Petty. And, and, and in a lot of ways, the brains of the band, other than Petty. So it's... Um, but like how... It's, what, what a great angels, Angel Dream number two, Willie Nelson and Lucas Nelson. Like, I mean, think about listening to all of these stars covering all of the songs from Petty that we that were soundtracks to so many moments. So, do you think Petty would have wanted this? An album like this. Would he be would he be uh, uh, you know flattered or would he not want this to be done? Well, I don't know. I remember asking Scott Avett one time, is there any songs that you've done that you'd like to redo and he immediately said no. And I, yeah, I, I think uh, the conversation went. Uh, I, I think the premise was that once you've done it, once they, once it's done, one it is what it is. Yeah. Yes, you may, in retrospect, wish you had, but that's not what it was. That's not what happened. The song is what it is. The way that you put it on vinyl or in put that it on, moment. Yeah, it's a it's a stamp of so that moment. So to, to think about how you would go back and redo it. Now that's interesting because Taylor Swift did for, for well had to uh, to get the rights to her music back, or, or at least have the rights to her original hits. So uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a, it would be the ultimate honor to have a, a, a group of um, uh, artists of that caliber. Yeah. Uh, want to recreate your work or be moved by your lyrics or be moved by uh, uh, your work. Uh, and then on the other hand, um, I, 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 I don't know. Do you, do you know, do, 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 you, do you go paint the Sistine Chapel over again? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Petty Country, a country music celebration of Tom Petty. Uh, it will arrive on May 31st. So... I'm sure uh, we'll be doing a show here one day. We'll be uh, sort of perusing through all this. Let me ask you guys something. I mean, WBT, how did you guys both get your like initials into the call letters <laughs> for the station? Well, how it took us about a, about 101 years, David. <laughs> now, that is brilliant. Wait a minute, you know. This could be huge. It was meant to be T. Look at you. You just read another tagline for us. But it was meant to be, it'll be, it'll be. It was meant to be Bo and Beth.
This is Good Morning BT. We thought we'd come up with something good. Now you just took it next level. Yep. That was meant to BT. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> great talking with you guys. This is really, really exciting. Home stretch. Friday morning. Tyboid Studio. In the room that Ty made famous. In the room that John Hancock took the baton and kept the fame going. And now we have him on Fridays, which is uh, just about perfect. A couple of odds and ends as we go out the door. We're so lucky, A, to get to work with you um, every Friday. It's the greatest gift. It's so much fun to have you in here. And it doesn't feel like the weekend unless we get to chat with you. And I was just saying to you uh, in the commercial break, one of the I love the emails that we get from you on Thursday afternoons, Thursday nights, whenever you've sent stuff that's caught your attention. And I just said to you out loud, my favorite thing that you sent to me that caught my attention was men eat more and exercise less after marriage. Duh. <laughs> it get wet. It get gets wet when it rains. Right. I mean, duh. <laughs> but the, but the, the interesting thing of this study that was uh, done is a Chinese study. It's exactly the opposite with women. Women tend to to stay in better shape or work harder at being in shape or. Uh, work are more conscious of their appearance uh, than guys are. I wonder if it's uh, if that has something to do with social pressure, because so much um, so much f- attention in media is placed on how women look, and and the whole message that women get, I think over and over again that as as we age, we are somehow less beautiful. And I think that's why you see so much plastic surgery and all of that kind of stuff, because there's there's a there's a focus in our culture on youth, especially for women. But men are kind of getting lumped into that some these days. But I'm going to tell you, and this is why I loved that, um, that that John Hancock brought this up. I'm a big fan of this, like the eat more exercise. I, I am a big fan of dad bod. This is not a secret to anybody in this room. Like that's it's true. It's the thing like receding hairlines and dad bod for some reason <laughs> <laughs> are super attractive in my uh, in my world. Well, the phones are lighting up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're burying the lead, though. This is all true for everybody except Tom Brady. Yeah, except for Tom Brady. That man is still, he's in better shape now than he was at 22, but he's also not married anymore. He just beat his 40 yeah. time at yes. the Yes. Uh... That's like the first story we talked about this morning. You know, bringing it full circle, he ran a 5-2-8 40-yard dash back when he was uh, selected in the draft and what, whenever that was, all those years ago. 99, and then, I believe. 99. And then, and then first... yesterday, he bests that time. He's looking lot. for his next supermodel, too, though. You have to remember that. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, he's not married anymore, so he's not eating more and exercising less. And this will also tell you, because you guys have asked me before if I thought Tom Brady was a handsome guy, and I've been like, eh, he doesn't do it for me. <laughs> Isn't that troubling that Beth likes old fat guys? <laughs> Troubling to who? (laughs) By the way, Beth, I think this email is yours. It's from Mark Garrison. It's the answers to today's quiz. I knew it. (laughs) This is how I got all eight correct. Yeah. (laughs) He was like, she likes my dad bod. She she looks at Tom Brady and said, if only you were Garner Minshew. (laughs) (laughs) If only you were Mark Garrison. Ah, There you go. Uh, All right. You guys have a great weekend. Reminder, we're on Mix 107.9 tomorrow at 7 a.m. with the Beth and Bo Show. Second week for that, so we got a new thing going we want you to check out. We'll be at the the Charlotte Rotary Club on Tuesday speaking and uh, 
We don't sleep. No. There's a lot of dad bods at the Rotary Club you can admire. No. Yeah. <laughs> boy, boy, there's a tease. Love you. <laughs> You've been listening to Good Morning BT. Hear us live weekday mornings 6 to 10 on WBT AM and FM 1110 99.3. You can listen to us anytime right here at WBT.com. Or wherever you get good podcasts.